Hello and welcome. I'm your friend David Cameo, host of Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of The Walking Dead universe. Well, the series finale of The Walking Dead has come and gone. We did a live stream last week and we've edited it down for your listening pleasure. You can still catch that live stream if you like with all the technical difficulties and gaffes and distracting sex bots in the chat. If you head to the link in our description or you can head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe and click that bell so that you get all notifications. It's the only way you're really going to get to see our content as soon as it shows up, unless you frequently visit the YouTube channel page, in which case you do you. I'm actually having a hard time letting go of this episode. It took me a week to actually edit to get to you. I wanted to make sure it was free from any unsavory, hard breathing, clicks, background noises, and any content that just doesn't make sense for audio podcast listening or just content in general. But I discovered shortly after finally exporting it that it was hard to let go of. Spoke to my wife about it just now actually in fact and she got it she understood because we're letting go or I am letting go of our last discussion on the Walking Dead flagship show now I know that this doesn't mean I'll never reference the Walking Dead on other shows that's impossible some of those themes are going to show up repeatedly and referred back to by not just me but our fellow co-hosts by you the fans but there's something about not being able to actually talk about it anymore in real time watching a show with all of you and seeing the same screen, having just watched the episode. There's something lost in that, but I think that's a little healthy. I think the way I thought of it before, only now I'm on the other side of it, that all good things come to an end and nothing, as we say at the end of this episode, really dies. This show still lives on in all of us. As long as you have it in your heart, it'll always be a part of you and it'll be a part of many people's lives for generations to come. I truly do believe that. That's not some hokey fanboy something. That's another Another thing I actually wanted to discuss was that I entered this whole podcasting about The Walking Dead in earnest. I wanted a relative amount of disconnection from <laughs> the Phantom. But I also wanted a relative disconnection from being a fanboy, too. I wanted to be able to actually break down these episodes with a little bit of objectivity, but not the kind of objectivity that makes you want to tear it down and tear it apart consistently, but the kind of objectivity that I've been learning to embrace these last few years, not in podcasting, but in life. That the only way that we're going to ever build bridges is to sing the value in one another and seeing the value in good things rather than the opportunity to take down something based on its flaws. To see the beauty in things rather than the ugliness in production or in writing or in choices. Look, we're obviously going to cause it as we seize it, but we're going to try to put a spin on it that makes you think twice about the content. That being said, <laughs> there was no avoiding being a part of the fandom, putting ourselves in an ivory tower, looking down on the folks who enjoy what we try to do or having some sort of firewall between us and the audience. We would never have grown had we continued with that level of disconnection. So from the bottom of my heart, I present to you now our coverage of The Walking Dead's series finale, the 24th episode of its 11th and final season titled Rest in Peace.
are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, Bridget, chaoticifycom slash Punky Brewster, that's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R, <laughs> and Whispers tier members, Jasmine, jasmine.iac on Instagram, Aiden, chaoticifycom slash Aiden Atkin, and brand spanking baby new mitchell i found them rick g on twitter what do we talk about first folks because this is this is gonna be quite the banger of an episode let's just be like hey awesome job guys way to go done congratulations We're oh classic avoidance like the last yep. few episodes <laughs> by the way i just wanted to say our last episode was actually we recorded like three hours of material and could only use half of it because we were so busy avoiding talking about yeah. the episode. We were laughing, yeah. making jokes. But yeah, if you wanted a copy of that unedited episode where we were laughing our faces off, constantly trying not to talk about the episode, you can head on over to either ko-fi.com slash squawking dead or patreon.com slash squawking dead oh so do you think they will release the unedited ending? Yeah, actually, I think they might. Uh, it's Johnny Fives Live from Instagram. I think they might, but they might do it only on either AMC plus or the, uh, they, they might do it on the, on the, uh, DVD, basically DVD slash box set or DVD final season. So quick, get your worthers. Oh, what do you mean to by we're doing this for all the spinoffs, right? Uh, what lives? Live. No, no, we're never think- going live again. We're never, no, that's it. That's it. We had, you had your chance. We used to only go <laughs> y'all, live. Y'all's fucked it up. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Of course we'll do it. Uh, we might do this live for something that I have planned in the works. Hopefully we'll get it done before, uh, the walking dead, dead city. We have a black Friday sale in our merch store. That means up to 40% off in our merch store, which is a pretty sweet deal. If you're not a tier member, the whispers and survivors tier members do get 50% off the merch store. So Mm, enjoy that. But but the rest of you will get 40% off. That's right. Well, Rach, you can get this stuff for free. God damn it. I keep telling her. She's like, I want to support the podcast. And I'm like, you do with your love. You won't take my money, so I have to do it this I w- way. I don't want to take your money, god damn it. Take my money, damn it. But he wants to take your money, viewer. Head over to squawkingdead.com, yes. click the main menu on the top left and choose merch or... The link to our merch store is in every YouTube uh, and Facebook description, I think. Well, maybe. But we're broadcasting on all streaming platforms. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about first impressions because this could be a multi-layered opportunity because this episode kind of hits you on two levels. There is the meat of the episode and then there's the end. Obviously, the little stinger with Rick and Michonne out in the wild. I do want to tackle the end first because that's going to be a little obvious. I want to talk about how it made you feel. To see Rick's little uh, eye line, uh, let's th- let's start with actually start with Mitchell. When you saw Rick pop onto the screen at the at the end of that dissolve, wow! Oh my god, <sighs> Daryl riding off. The, the, Daryl, right, right. Yeah. Daryl riding off on the motorcycle. I just saw it. Literally, what's wrong with me? <laughs> All right, so give me your feelings on that. I, what was the first thing you did? You were with us I was, at the viewing party too. Uh, the, f- oof, the first thing I was like. I think I was like so happy and then I didn't have any words because I was like, this is not real kind of thing. And then Uh and then by the time it ended, I was like, wow, I really missed them. I did, too. uh, Jasmine, you have a very unique perspective in that you've been with us for all the spinoffs. We rarely get you on a Walking Dead breakdown. We have, but we rarely do. 
I still haven't fully processed it all yet. Like, I feel like part of me is like, yeah, it's, it's still not ended. It's still not ended. Like, I, I can't accept it. But I did think it was really, it was really powerful to see, like, the return of Rick and Michonne and all of the, you know, we're the ones that live. And, like, you look back on some of their moments and you're like, you know, there's, I, I mean, I had a good cry, but, you know. You did? Yeah. Okay. Rachel, let's uh, stop avoiding your feelings and talk about, uh. I mean, are you, are you, have you classically been a Michonne slash Rick or Michonne and Rick fan? I don't, I don't really hear you talk about them much. I don't think there's characters that I'm like not fans of. I just, I have my favorites and then there's the rest of them, right? I wouldn't say that I dislike Michonne or Rick. I don't know. I don't get all the feels when I, when I see them on screen or anything either. Although this episode was, yeah, yes, Aliza. Yeah, we're both just glad Carol survived. That was pretty much and and Jerry, Carol and Jerry were like, I'm like just make it to the end, just make it to Jerry, the end. Jerry, no, 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 Jerry, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That yes, was you it's are. etched into my conscious <laughs> reaction video from the last episode. Uh, um, well, two oh eight, not two oh nine. Anyway, right, right, right. Um, but you did feel something when you saw either. Yeah, of them. I, I mean, I just thought it was. A very appropriate way to wrap everything up. They did it very beautifully and I cheered up a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> I think it was more for me. It was more about what was said. Yeah. Yes. Hearing what they had to say, you know, writing to Judith, I presume, right? I mean, it sounded like they were both writing to Judith. I, I feel really like beautiful. he was writing to Michonne. That's a good thing to probably ask. Mm-hmm. I think Rick was writing to Michonne and Michonne was writing to the kids. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, because Judith was still a baby when he left, so it'd be more likely that he'd be writing to Michonne. I do want to mention that we are playing with time as... Oh, absolutely. Right, as Rick is writing his letter in a bottle, a message in a bottle, you do see the boots and the little yeah. iPhone with the etching on it. I will say there's, there's, there is something that gets me every time I see Rick smile like that 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 smile that he had right before it faced to white just thinking that yes like there is something that gets me when i see that smile of his <laughs> what what do you think it is is it that cuz i even i can't describe it as much uh well actually bridget what do you think about that okay <laughs> i'm trying to include everybody i know aiden you're last it's a lot of people <laughs> to talk to about it it's not wrapped up nice nice and neatly right but like that's the intention that's the intention. There's so okay. many open-ended paths here to go. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because obviously they want to continue making content and and I'm happily along for the ride. So I'm okay with things not completely being wrapped up. That's fine. The Rick Little portion and the Michonne portion, I was happy to see it, but I was also kind of like, I didn't need it. I didn't need it. There were people who needed it. That they were like, I'll never watch this stupid show again if Rick doesn't come back, which doesn't make any sense because the show's ending. You're an idiot. Yeah, that threat, it's the last episode. That is an empty <laughs> threat, my friends, but thank you. Yeah, th- this is something that we actually talked about, too, by the way. We, we said we said he didn't have to show up. And he didn't no. have to. I was fine with that. I knew we were getting the spinoff, so I, it did not bother me. Now, mm-hmm. if I wasn't in tune to what was being put out on social media and doing the Comic-Con coverage with you, Dave, and, and all of that, then maybe this would have had a really been a big impact if I didn't know anything that was going to happen. And then all of a sudden Rick was on the screen again. I probably would have pooped my pants. <laughs> it was nice to see him and it was nice to see Michonne, but I didn't need it. I see that they're trying to kind of lead us in. And that was smart. It's been a long time since we've seen either character and the setup for this spinoff is way in the rear view so it's smart that they 
kind of push this back into our our thoughts and into the front of our minds for us. So I get what they were doing. Yeah, it was cool because it was the playing with time, which I did not put together at the initial watch. But that's because I was blubbering like a baby, like the whole episode. I probably cried more than Rachel, actually, which is like... <laughs> I think that's actually accurate. Yeah, I cried I was a checking lot. in on both of you. I cried a lot. Well, if I didn't have <laughs> I, a, I was not a super okay. big surprise that day, it would have been a lot worse. I was not, I was not okay. Well, hey. I had, a reason to, was a, I had a reason to smile that day. <laughs> yeah, for those who didn't know, uh, Sharon D was not was originally not going to be able to make it to Anthony's That's My Viewing Party, which is where Mitchell, Rachel, I, uh, and Bridget were watching the series finale. And the and intern. Sh- and intern. In, Mitchell, oh, an intern. Yeah. Our intern. Uh, intern Akila. Uh, Akila. <laughs> so <laughs> she had messaged me the day before on Saturday saying, I think I can make it, but I need to borrow some money. And I said, think nothing of it. And I, I, I lent her some money and uh, she made it uh, like couple only a couple hours before the finale was to start so yes and if you didn't see the video of her surprising me <laughs> then you must be living under a rock <laughs> or not the following cosmos zero nine as, on the social as i come up yelling oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> this is true already bawling she walks up already bawling Extremely what's funny loud. is you were literally talking to somebody and you shoved shove. whoever it was away i was talking well, to mitchell she was talking oh, bridget. to me yeah bridget shoved someone <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, you, Rachel. You oh, no, were talking was, to Mitchell. I, I was guess. talking to Mitchell. And you're like, shut up. Shut up. I and said, then you ran. I no, went, literally. I went like this to Akila. Like, stop talking to she me. She literally shouted shut up like five times. Right? <laughs> she said, shut up, shut up, shut up. But she didn't shove me out of the way. No. She shoved it, a stranger out of the way. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. It was so fucking funny. Sorry, guy. A little sorry, behind the scenes on guy. even your video. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, dude. <laughs> Aiden, I have a, I have a, I'm, we're gonna move on. But Aiden, I have a question to ask you because do you think this episode would have been as good? I mean, I first of all, was this episode good? But w- if good, do you think this episode was as good as would have been as good as it was had they not included that ending piece with Rick and Michonne? Mm. Them showing up was one of the three times I jumped out of my seat during the episode. Uh, <laughs> But I wasn't as, like, when people, like, you know, all year have been saying they need to come back for the final season, they need to come back for the final season. Obviously, I love both of them, and I wanted to see them, but it was... It was more important for me to get closure on some of the others, especially knowing that they had a spinoff coming down the road, but I'm super happy they included it, and I mean, I would have been satisfied even if they didn't show them, but... I think that it definitely does add a major boost to it. Going back, it knowing they're in it that time, you know, and how the scene plays out, it's not as cool as it is the first time. Just because there's really not a whole lot to the scenes. And it feels like, in a way, they're like, everyone's going to be screaming when they watch this the first time. So it really doesn't matter what we put in here. <laughs> but I mean, I still loved it. <laughs> as someone in front, in a room of people, it's true. There was a lot of screaming happening. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I asked you this question because there have been a few articles out there that have mentioned that this episode what? was wasn't Sorry. really like an ending episode. What what? Jasmine, what? I have to go Stop to sleep. It. Stop Aww. it. I have to wake up. What early. after an hour? Really? <sighs> you guys you, All right, well, let's You guys you guys wasted think- the first 45 minutes setting up the camera. It's true. <laughs> what? It's true. It's true. Jasmine, Jasmine I'm was so here. sad. <laughs> Oh yeah, thumbs up. 
Well, say more things well, before you go. Say more hey, things. Hey, Jasmine. Jasmine's going to leave right now, and she's going to make sure her no. uplands are uh, complete. No, but, shush. Uh, let thank- Jasmine say more things before she goes. <laughs> say well, more things. Well, then fine. Let's... let's... <sighs> Jasmine, did you like this episode? Did you yeah. think that yeah. the end scene was great? And yes. would, would Actually... Do you same question that I asked Aiden? Uh, do you think this episode would have been as good without that end scene? I I'd say yes. I'd say like the first half of the episode and all the action and everything was like really great, and then there was obviously like all the emotional stuff after Rosie. Uh, and I feel like that all like came to like a satisfactory ending. We got to find out what was going on with our our characters that were in the show. So like I feel like. I'm, like, not complaining that the Rick and Michonne stuff is there. I was, like, very hyped that it was there. But, like, I don't think it needed to be there. Mm, okay. Okay. Well then, Jasmine, do you have any final words to to give everybody on the stream? <laughs> yeah, I, I cried harder at Luke's death than Rosie is. I was very Aww. upset. <laughs> like, Aww. Luke. The new heart of the show. I screamed when Jules got bit. I have people who, I, we have a reaction video but that we have to make eventually edit down. But I was just like, no, no. I was like a bro about it. I was like, no, you don't do that. And then like, obviously everybody, <laughs> I don't recall obviously this. Jules was going to die. I don't recall this I will I pull up the was, footage. I think it was more feminine. <laughs> also, I expected more deaths. Yeah, it probably was. I, I would have been happy with a couple more deaths. Just saying. Happy is a very choice word. Yeah, I mean, like, from a, from a plot point, not from a, like, haha, you died point. <laughs> I choose the latter. <laughs> so, Jasmine, thank you for joining us. And I hope we get to do something like Bye, this again. Jazzy. Where we get to include more Whispers members again for things. Because now we have six people, and we will soon have five. Wah. Bye, Jazzy. Have a, have a good night, Jasmine. We love Jasmine. you. Love, love you. you. Bye. And then there were five. Can I mention what Charity brought up in the chat? Because it is a super good point. Oh, we had well, a no, actually, long, I want, long talk about this. It's such I a good I wanted point. to go into, um, Milani actually said, do you think that Rick's smile at the end was a murder, murder Rick Grimes? Or was mm. it like happy Rick Grimes? Like we're back to like, it's a uh, very good question. like murder jacket Rick. Yeah, murder yeah. jacket, murder like, jacket Rick. About to I like that, up. I like that. Game on, bitch. That's kind of how I took it. Like, I mean, really, like, because, like, I feel like Rick's had a few different smiles, and just, like, I also kind of felt like he was satisfied that he was able to get, like, his message and the phone and the boot, like, whatever he was trying to get out, out. And he was just kind of like, all right, game on. That's how I took it, at least. I, I happen to think the, the latter. I don't know. For some reason, I think he was just glad to get the message out. There's something about, or I don't know, it could be a meta thing too. Like breaking the fourth wall, smiling at all of you who watch the show could be a double purpose. Sure. But there was something about that smile that I thought maybe was for us. I don't know. Only so many, only so many people can fit in that helicopter and I'm pretty sure Rick could kill them all. So he's probably like, yeah, bring it on. (laughs) Okay. So Sharon, said, I think the time frame Rick is in is the same as the world beyond. So maybe their actions in the world beyond allowed Rick to escape the CRM, which is such a cool thought. Because, yeah, how would he have gotten away from them if that's where he was to, like, do this random throwing of the backpack on the boat situation? That's a really You're great You're talking about idea, the beginning actually. of World Beyond, though, too? No. Well, no. The end of World no, Beyond. The end. The end. Where they mess everything up and they cause the CRM to be, like, super distracted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it kind of seems like he could have escaped multiple times beforehand, though, too. Because it seems like he's tried to do it before. 
Well, based on I don't know your your intuitions. Well, something that Rick would do because he's he's trying to find his family again. So I feel like he was trying to escape multiple times, and they just kind of knew where to find him this time. It seems like. Well, on that note, actually, the helicopter pilot actually says something very specific. He says. Consignee Grimes, you've been located and instructed to surrender. Remain in place with your hands up. And this is the thing. Come on, Rick. It's like he told you there's no escape for the living. Now, first of all, it's a great foil to we're the ones who live. But who is the he? Beal. I'm just kidding. Major General Beal? No, I mean, that's a valid answer. Why are you kidding? Why are you kidding? Wake up, sheeple. I feel like it could be General Beal. Because he, he could just be in like the passenger side of the helicopter. Plus, it also sounds like John Carlo Esposito. Oh, wouldn't that be... kind of what the voice sounded like. <laughs> I should look at the credits to find out who that was. Whoa. There was no credits for that. Oh, uh, it's true. It was a post-credit scene, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, no. No, I don't think so. Okay, hold on. Repeat what... Can you repeat it one more time? Like what he said? Consignee Grimes, you've been located and instructed to surrender. Remain in place with your hands up. Pause. There's a little pause. Come on, Rick. It's like he told you. There's no escape for the living. See, I swore it said she told you. He. he. It's Credits, he told, it's or like I'm he sorry, told captions you. say he. Yeah. Okay. So what is... Captions consi- have been wrong, but What is consignee? What is a consignee? What is it? Consignee? What is that? like when you're consigned to a station or consigned to a person, meaning okay. like you're you're being temporary. He- not in any way a voluntary type position, correct? <laughs> I I would say not, no. Okay. And I immediately thought of Jadis. I've never heard that word in before. That, in that well, you've heard of consignment, right? Well, we yes. actually talked yes, about that's that. that's why I was confused. I know the word consignment, but... Yeah, consignments are, are basically um, like welfare, uh, well, uh, an allotment of something. But when you are a consignee, you're allotted to a station or you're allotted to someone. You're consigned to someone. You are designated for someone or for something. Hmm. And I, I saw that immediately as uh, Jadis consigning Rick to something. And let's talk about that something. As you let that quote marinate, there's no escape for the living. What he's wearing and what he's holding is an in- I flipped out. I loved the fact that, first of all, he was not a CRM soldier. He was not there willingly. I loved being wrong about the assumption that he would be a soldier or that he would have to purposefully stay away from his family in order to keep them safe. I love that I was wrong about that. There's something to be said about loving being wrong. (laughs) But for World Beyond fans, for people who actually fucking watch the show, Mm -hmm. this was such a treat because he was wearing the exact same outfit as Silas, when he was consigned to the cull facility. Yep. Uh, what that is, a cull facility is a place, for those of you who haven't watched The Walking Dead World Beyond, the CRM basically has these facilities out in the wild where they draw walkers in to take them out because they believe that it's their job to make the world a safer place. We are the light of the world. And so they're doing their best to rid the world of the Wild of Walker so they can expand, do whatever the hell they want. On that note, also, if you have watched Tales of the Walking Dead in the Amy slash Dr. Everett episode, there is a huge trench apparently called the Dead Zone, which could be an indicator of one of these facilities, let's say, assuming the CRM are still a thing. That far into the future, 35 years in the future. Rick had the same weapon as Silas, too, so kind of... 
Yeah, the uh, right, the culling wand. Let's say <laughs> I noticed the um, I don't know what did they call it the head the head smasher the head exploder before I noticed the jacket. I was like, "That's right, Silas's right. cool ass weapon." And then someone pointed the jacket out, and I'm like, "What?" So it was like a double dizzy. Yeah. Well, I says the heads in the mud reminded me of the heads in the sand on fear. Heads in the sand. Oh, in uh, oh. Mexico, right? Actually, it or, reminded me or in of the last, epi- the last episode of Fear. The most recent episode of Fear is that what reminds what us all? Uh, they were they were buried in the sand and then covered in season with seven, the bags. yeah, right. because like Madison was going to be like the victim if she didn't yeah. get out of the sand. Kind yeah, of right, right. Uh, that's Damn interesting. It, so it rem- actually brought me back to season. I want to say season three, season three at the prison. Remember the flashback with Philip Blake and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm quote unquote or Tara's mm. sister I think it was Lily yeah no. when the kid when the kid was playing near the uh, shore and Megan. the walkers were ba- buried in the mound yeah whoever they are I don't know <laughs> and th- that's kind of what it reminded me of too because they were they were kind of buried in the mound and lifted up the sign oh, and, they were, yeah. and they came out of the thing and mm-hmm. Sharon D says diction dictionary consignee is an agent entrusted with the custody and care of goods being sent yep so, well, he is, the, I think he is the goods. So that's, <laughs> anyway, no? <laughs> okay. Sorry, I was reading what Aliza just typed out. Is that, is that from, is, uh, is that what you heard? Or is that from some, like a, an official site or something? What? Oh, Aliza's like also quoting, she's also quoting, quoting my, the, the quote that yeah, we quoted. But, but she wrote, she, she got, she told you from the articles. It's like, she told you. I uh, I don't know the subtitles say he. Yeah, captions. We all got he. On my screen said he. Unless so the articles know something we don't. Yeah. Unless they were rushing to print. I feel like AMC Plus's captions would have to make like the more accurate, more accurate. Yeah, I, I would have thought that too. But they have been wrong before, but not nearly as wrong as people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. the articles i would say it's a he and if it is a he it'd probably be major general beale too if that's an accurate quote and they did in fact say she i think yeah, it, let's, let's explore definitely it. talking about jadis it's gotta be jadis i think the only other thing i wanted to say was what a flipping badass michonne looks like her outfit is fucking fire she looked awesome yeah <laughs> I do want to add that the person who did the outfit for Michonne was uh, Yulin Kolet-Hufke, who was the costume designer for seasons one through six, but then she left and she returned specifically for this episode. Ooh, I heard about and that. She was the designer for the Rick and Stone show. Oh, that's awesome. 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 Very exciting. Something from Wakanda. Vera Chow's been doing it for the last uh, set of string of seasons. But when you look at her outfit, what does she sort of look like? Oh, straight out, yeah, like 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 Blazy just said, straight out of Wakanda. I think it's it's definitely got an Asian element to it, like a samurai. Well, she by the way, she's she's kind of making a double entendre, like straight out of yeah. Compton. I got yes. it. Duh. Okay. I think we all got <laughs> but it. But not everybody knows. Duh. No, but I I was actually more thinking like, and I think um, Sharon D said it as well when we were uh, in the watch party, uh, like more like a shogun, like a shogun or. Uh, Ronin or like mm-hmm. a samurai sort of situation. I just said that. What Bridget made I just a face? Said that. What did, what's the face? What? What did you say? Like a samurai. Like a samurai. She said samurai. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh. She okay. like, no. 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 <laughs> and then you, and then you For hearing everything, no. you miss a lot. <laughs> no, I have to mansplain it to make it real. Stop it. <laughs> oh lordy, don't just stop. No, it. Just no. Just. I'm sorry. I was very oh distracted. Okay. <laughs> 
There's a lot going on here right now. Let's talk about the alternate ending because has anyone seen it? First of all, no, no, no. Okay, let's move on. Okay, I I saw I saw a picture of it from uh, Dwayne Charles DC Manwa mm-hmm. Manwiller. Yep. Uh, yeah, he posted it earlier today, actually, too. I did send an article into the blog thread on our Discord because I wanted to talk about it. But I did read an article in which it was two people from the cast. So I don't know who their sources are or anything, but there were two sources, confirmed sources, that had given the kind of vague idea of what the alternate ending was supposed to be. It was supposed to be RJ and Judith and Gracie and Coco and Herschel. It's all the kids grown and they're in a van and they're heading into Atlanta, the road. You know what I mean? Like the road. And oh, the road, oh, the yeah. road into the Atlanta, road. like the iconic and, Rick Grimes. Um, and RJ into, is on the radio yeah. and he says Smoking he dope. says the same thing that Rick says like That'd be is there anybody out there this is Rick Grimes and so it's like it's the same thing that was said in like the first episode so it was to mirror that and they're like theoretically out looking for survivors that was going to be the original ending was that they're trying to help people and they're grown up and that's what they do now Aww. I thought I it was nice. A radio transfer. I'm glad we didn't get that. I also read like <laughs> one, two, and it's like, then, yeah, like the hello would come through the end and then they would end the episode mm-hmm. kind of like that. Yeah. Like it would be like, hello. And then that would be like switched to black. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I thought that was a really cool idea. I, I liked it. I get why they didn't do it because now it's like you leave it even more open ended if you didn't go that far. Yeah, and you're also you're also like setting it up so that these characters live for a very long time so if they go back to them you know they're fi- it's the same problem we have with announcing dead city daryl dixon spinoff yep. the all the yeah. other spinoffs because you know their fate and so if you leave it like that it's it's a problem if you want to ever go back to it i think well i also feel like eventually we will get that spinoff and they could just use that as the end of their first episode instead and cast yep. actors they would like to see in those roles for like multiple seasons because yeah. i'd be shocked if we didn't get a show about them later down the line i wouldn't like near future but like eventually. well so travis actually said something to me last night that i like it blew my mind it blew it blew my mind when we we're talking about it. so we're talking about walking dead right and i'm talking about like all this final episode stuff and and we were talking about reboots and like redoing movies because we were looking through movies and he was like well bridget you have to think it's 2022. Walking Dead will be back in like 2030, 2035. And I was like, oh, God, they redo everything. Yeah, because well, they do that with every shows. Wait, 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 wait. Like yes. a reboot style? They or like a continue- everything, dude. They rebooted Charmed. Nah. They, were, they were slated to reboot Buffy again for a third time. They're, like, wait. Why? Do you think that's for Do you believe that, though? Or because I can't imagine that they could do that. Why not? Of course they, they could do it. It just doesn't make they sense. Could. They could absolutely make any sense. do it. They've done 100%. it for numeral amount of shows. I'm not saying. They haven't done it for any show that's mattered. Like, for real. And I'm Dude, being Charmed specific. Was... Charmed does not okay. matter. Okay, okay, I've watched it and okay. it sucks. That, is not, that was not pop culture's opinion at the time, though. <laughs> yes, no, it, was. it wasn't. I, I'm, I'm no, older Charmed than you. Charmed was a it's, big deal. Dude, Charmed was a big deal. No, yes, it, it wasn't. Was. Oh, my time, God. At the time, Dawson's Creek was a big deal. There's Charmed. Okay. I'm putting my hand really low. And then there's Dawson's Creek, which is that everybody was talking about at the time. Okay. They brought back now, Criminal if they, Minds. If they reboot, want to talk about that? And that one's only mm. been done for like two years instead, though, too. Yeah. So. And it has the original <laughs> cast, right. though, this time around. 
Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. like, dude, they did it with 90210. Mm-hmm. They did with Dynasty, Saved by mm-hmm. the Bell. Dallas. Yeah. They've redone so many but, shows. I'm just saying. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They're not going to do that. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's something to be said about, like, the, okay, and but you know what? The Walking Dead has had, and this is not me fanboying <laughs> and, and having a bias. This, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I'll tell you why. When you have a star studded director like Frank Darabont behind the original pro- the original launching of The Walking Dead, when you filmed it in, in basically cinema, uh, cinema style ca- uh, cameras, Panavision, and then you, you had Kirkman as, you know, part of your creative input, it just doesn't make any sense. This is just my opinion, obviously. Dude, we're all with just, you on that. It like, it doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense, but Hollywood keeps doing it. So, like, I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibilities. They would do it because they would change the story in a certain way because they it's supposed to follow the comics and the show went like way around the comics sometimes. So like the stories well, that well depending, but the remakes are always like the stories are so much different. Well, I feel like because what sets Walking Dead apart from the other shows that we've mentioned is that it matters. I already said that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the Walking Dead's a universe, though. <laughs> we have yeah. seven shows, like so. That's why I kind of feel like ins- they wouldn't necessarily reboot it as much as they would like bring mm-hmm. back the kids mm-hmm. as older. Or you know, oh like, yeah, like- that's a continuation. Yeah, I agree yeah, with like, that. I- like instead of like doing a full on like reboot, like hey, we're gonna do it just yeah. like the comics ended, now. They ended it because like a soft are done. They're just gonna go back to do a main one, but have it like a different name or something. Probably, yeah. It's like There's a soft like reboot, and that yeah, and that's probably why they ended how they. Okay, did. yeah. So there's a difference between just a continuation versus a total reboot because they they also yeah, brought back they also reboot. brought back Boy Meets World. They mm-hmm. tried to do a um new that seventy yeah, show back. with like right. with yeah same characters just like a different point. They did Joni loves Chachi right yeah. that never mind mm-hmm. that was a spinoff of the ha- of Happy Days for those of you wondering Walking Dead Walking oh, Joni harder. loves Chachi. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, Sharon in the chat. It was yeah. Joni loves Chachi. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thank you, Agent of Trauma. Don't get me started on um, Chachi. Excuse me. Think, don't get Tegera me started. Tegera said, said that she will have to arm wrestle you, Dave, because before Walking Dead, she thought there was no sh- no show better than Charmed. So there, take that, Dave. What? Take Charmed that. Oh my god, a big deal. Takira, you are my Jasmine, and I am your Aladdin, and I can show you the world, okay? Oh, my okay? God. Why? <laughs> There's so many Tell better quick, things. call your husband, Takira. <laughs> you know, okay, let's, I'm, I'm going to use two shows, two shows as an example of how, and, and I don't know, I want to get your feelings on that. <laughs> Would they reboot Game of Thrones? Oh, Game of Thrones. Reboot. Yeah. I mean, completely re- now, do it from You're the beginning all the way through. Going down in flames, David. <laughs> Let me yell it like like Agent of Trauma. No, I actually yeah, love it. Charmed. Shut up, Dave. Charmed was yeah, my life. Yeah. By the way, I'm not belittling your love for Charmed. I'm not doing that. What I am saying is that in the realm of pop, popular pop culture, no. You're wrong. No. You're just wrong. No, it just but doesn't make sense. Fine. You can be wrong. When it was stacked against all these other good shows and the emergence of like the other CW TV, sh- TV shows at the time, like Smallville was all the rage. Everybody was watching Smallville. Everybody's watching. Um, I never watched eventually. Smallville. I haven't either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, also old, I'm also a little older. You're than losing. You. You're uh, losing oh the gosh. fight. I'm sorry. I am I'm sorry. I am living for this chat right now. Thank you. 
here's another example though i had game of thrones and then i had oh okay here's another like to uh, just a kind of opposite oh ouch Sorry. let's i can see them <laughs> i could see them rebooting x-files why haven't they already done that kind of once or twice already they, they did. did a continuation they brought it back yeah they, yeah it was a, a continuation yep. limited but uh I, I could mm. see them totally doing that because listen, I wasn't a big X Files fan either. That I, oh, but I, but here's here's my that? knowledge. What's wrong with here's you? how much I, <laughs> here's how much I know about the Zeitgeist is that I know that it was a beloved, popular pop culture show, you know. But that I know I didn't like. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that because I don't like it that hordes and hordes and millions of people haven't even are still watching it, starting to watch it now. Uh, I know that. So Charmed sucks. X Files is probably great. I wouldn't know. I think oh it's terrible. God. Probably like Supernatural. <gasps> oh, oh my god! Okay, just hey. Fire <laughs> I'm kidding. Ah. I don't know. 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 So we're here to talk about the Walking Dead's uh, final episode. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're here to shit on, on all. Not hating on Supernatural. Ooh. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy, Mayans. Good call. Well, Mines was also as a spinoff. Yeah. Mines MC of, mm-hmm. uh, what of was Sons, the other show? Sons. No. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Shameless is um, like they have a UK as original and then they made an American remake. <laughs> so they'll make a British oh. Walking Dead Dave there. We've always, yeah, we've always, <laughs> we, we often uh, redo shows that are based in other countries. Like, uh, mm-hmm. was it uh, Broadchurch was brought here? The Office. Yeah, The Office. Yeah. Broadchurch was brought here to this named something else. But with David Tennant, too, in both that series, was which was a mindfuck. Um, I liked it, though. I like I liked both. Sharony. Are you reading Sharony's thing? You just wait until the camp? No. The, am- I'll wait. the ambling I'll wait. deceased, she oh said. The ambling deceased. Yeah. The perturbed oh agent of trauma is like, oh, no. I can't. No. I can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I... The que- the big question here is, and before we move on, because we must, uh, is would you watch it? A reboot? Dude, yeah. Absolutely. You know 100%. I would. You know, even if it... 100%. I would just to see how different Even it if it was just to hate watch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't waste my time. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> we might actually no. like it, though. <laughs> I might, I don't but know. I still hate. I, I'm turning into one of those guys too. Like, I don't know like, what this podcast is about. I have no idea. First of all, oh my god! I, I must say, I must say, if so I'm old enough track. to be alive to watch it, Aiden, you might have to carry the torch on this one. Uh, we oh, might, party. we might cover it. Yeah, I know. We're so far off track. Special guest, original Squawking Dead host. Dave See, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that all of you, all everybody else, is dead in this scenario, and Aiden's still alive. Mitchell, you might join if you're a survivor. Here, remember? Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm assuming Mitchell's alive, but has wow. better things to do. Is I mean, what I'm I am saying. younger than Aiden by a little bit, so <laughs> good enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would watch it too, but it's just like it it doesn't make sense unless there's a good hook. Like every remake, there must be a good enough hook to justify its existence. Otherwise, yeah, you're just fucking, what are you doing? What are you, you're just wasting time. Just do something new. <laughs> now, if they ever do anything with Riverdale again, I'm just going to be like, the original series already sucks as much. So <sighs> okay, look, don't talk about so what bad. they did to my beloved Archie comics, Okay. What? I was going to say, watch the original. They did it right. Just kidding. They did. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Okay. This, no. But that was no, like no, a full-fledged right, reboot. Cut, this is done. This is done. What are we talking about from the episode? No, this Shakira. is over. 
But I haven't I haven't made I Takira tried, like super got, mad about something else that she loves. Okay, They're like, no, we're talking about everything but the Walking <laughs> so Dead. So we're talking I about tried, nothing. I tried to steer oh, us back. Yeah, um, who, who's, and it failed who's horribly. derailing us now? Yeah. Oh, me. Uh, definitely. Yo. I thought I think it's Tyler. worthwhile, but anyway. Charmed. Hell yeah. Yes, Tyler, this is live. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Tyler. Yes, Tyler, you well, are a Whisperer Tier member. You should be on here right now. Yeah, where are bitch. you? Get on here. Hey, hey, Adam's on here too on Twitch. Money is the goal. If it's profitable, it'll probably happen. All right. He's just going to yell at us and ask us for water. You know what? You know what the silly thing is? Okay. <laughs> I I haven't. Jerk. I, I, I've told you guys that I'm a libertarian. And if they want to reboot the show, reboot the show. But, you know, people are going to vote with their feet and be like, oh, this is terrible. I mean, they might like it. A new generation might like it. Who knows? Know. It's Walking Dead, but they sparkle. Ew. I don't know. If it works, it works. See, you, now you're with me. Because if they are oh. going to do it, they're going to oh, do something different. Walmart it's wine again. You Tyler, you've got to get on here. <laughs> now oh, you've got to. Yeah. Come on. All right. So let's take it back to the beginning, everybody. Listen, this is not a recap show, but I want to kind of hit on the title sequence. Because when oh. it started playing, I was like touching everyone. I was like, hey, guys, guys, it's orchestral. Guys, oh, my God, there's an orchestra. And they were like hitting certain notes he that was. I was humming and in I my head. I was like, please stop talking it's to true. me right now. <laughs> I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> but I, I really, I liked, I liked the live orchestra. I was like, shh, It was live too, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was a live orchestra that they did. What great mm-hmm. timing. Though apparently Bear McCreary's wanted to do some mix-ups with the title sequence before, and AMC never let him until just the series finale. So. Yeah, well, they mm. changed it up a little bit, like we were talking about a couple episodes back, three or four, mm. well, they started where with, we were talking about the subtle when, changes. When they, mm-hmm. well, they, Because I know they did the extended version starting with episode 17, because the extra uh, series regulars, and that's about it, but then the live one, too. Oh, and the overhead shots of Alexandria and, and such, too, which is really great. They've always changed, like, <laughs> every two seasons anyway uh yeah i mean obviously they ran away from the original at least visual sequence yeah, which was nine, kind of the same ish season nine they season nine like a comic he wrote is what angela king says mm-hmm. definitely oh it looks like did anybody see no nobody would see it uh it looks like we have a new whisper yeah, we see it who just came, came up in the chat Yay. hey connie yep. oh oh that's the cure okay gotcha Oh, yes, Takira. Takira. get in here, oh, get in here, girl. Yay. Come on. Connie is me. I am Connie. <laughs> <laughs> Connie is me. I am Connie. Come on, Connie. Connie. Oh, look at that. Good vibes. BXL from Belgium in the Instagram chat says really, really <laughs> loves the end, which is opening the beginning of the new spinoff in 2023. So happy. Yay. And Mitchell, you said you had so much to say about this episode. I mean, I could have exaggerated by so much, but I had a, a, a few things to say, but... So your handle is I found them Rick G on Twitter, right? Yes. And I I would assume that uh, maybe you're a Rick fan necessarily. Well, I kind of uh, made that because of that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so do do your feelings about Rick transfer to Judith a little bit? I think so because like she does have um, seems to like to have the strength as her father because I mean in the hospital she's like boarding up the stuff while being shot and Rick has done quite a bit while being shot too <laughs> and, and stabbed through, and stabbed through yeah. the body and, and and the hand and stuff so like he she kind of gets it from him so I, I, I'm firmly convinced that Rick actually has a hole there so that when he gets shot it just goes right through it does take a little bit out of him but it's like a piercing he has a piercing in his abdomen right. in the okay. same spot 
I did really like the parallels within the last episode. I mean, they did quite a bit with the last episodes, but with the very last episode, I really liked how much they did with the parallels. I would say they crammed it in. Uh, Adam, actually on Twitch, Adam, by the way, who is MN Viking Zombie on Twitch, he says the callback to Daryl blocking Judith in the hospital room like Shane did to Rick was interesting. Critic piece says Judith should have given Pamela a headbutt to the crotch. (laughs) Oh, wait, can you repeat that sentence? You know what? Judith should have give should have gave I should say this accurately Pamela a headbutt to the crotch. Okay, that's not what I heard. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what did you say here? Oh God! No, but this way we can clip it out nope. out of context. No, 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 and no, no, no. Oh gosh! <laughs> not falling for that one, Dave. Oh hey, look, it's Tyler Philip Cox. It's a Tyler. Oh, it's a drunkie. <laughs> for the first time on the podcast. First time. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, it's it's the first time we've allowed whispers to be uh, in the episode breakdowns. So, oh. Oh. Okay, how's your night going? Good. I went out, had a few drinks. <laughs> it's uh, it my, it's, my, it's been my first my first full day off my first full day off in thirteen days. Yikes! <sighs> wow. Wow. Well, I've got eight days, eight days, and four eight days again, then four days off. I have a very important question to ask you. Then, did you get a chance to watch The Walking Dead as soon as it aired publicly on television? Um, as soon as it came on on Disney Plus, yeah. Ah, I see. Mm. It was I normally stream it on a illegal site, and it wasn't put out early, so. Okay, well that's good. I mean, were you able to actually sort of watch with anybody at the time? No, I I I woke up around. Oh, yes nine no around eight and had work at 10 but i luckily um persuaded other staff to let me come in later so i can watch it awesome it was glad a, to hear that it was good nice. it was a lot better than i expected I, oh, didn't good. Not, I did not expect it to end good you know that's actually something that we had brought up several times uh, starting from the i think maybe even the beginning of 11c which was that we had trepidations about mm-hmm. the about the last episode, considering the way it was going. It was moving in, in at least the first three episodes of the third tri- trimester. But yeah, I mean, I never gave you guys my impression, though. I, I some of the articles that, that were out there had said the, the Walking Dead series finale was not much of a finale as it it should have been a little bit more final is what some people said. Yeah. And the other question that we asked actually also was that I agree with everybody in saying that they could have left out the last part and it would have still been a great episode. But now that we've seen it, I actually think that that last scene with Michonne and Rick needed to be there, I think, to give a little bit more full fullness to Judith's yeah. statement to RJ at the end, which is, you know, we get to start over. We're the ones who live. Mm. I don't think it would have made, had as much impact on us. I reckon that's going to be a really popular tattoo now. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's like the great alternative to We Are Not the Walking Dead, which was in the comic books, which Daryl kind of says, we aren't the walking, we ain't ain't the the walking walking dead. dead. (laughs) Of course he fucking steals stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, he lived. lived. Who else would have said it? Me. Who else would have said it other than (laughs) I want to pop there for a cameo. It was like, oh, we're the the walking dead. (laughs) We're the walking dead. Bye. Yeah, me and Judith should say it. And I was like, she strawberry wine. I'm pretty sure that everyone else that was in that scene is either dead or was asleep. Because it was like, what, Rick, Michonne, Glenn, Daryl, and was Carl there? And I think everyone else was asleep. In the comic book? No, in the show. Oh. In the book. Oh, you were saying when when he said, we are the walking dead. When Rick says it. Because Tyler said, Daryl stole it. And I'm like, well, no one else was there. But, you know, so they could Oh, have. thank you, Agent of Trauma. Uh, she just uh, gave us a coffee. She just bought us a coffee. Oh, thank you. And now your message oh, will be mommy. there 
forever. I'm confused. Forever and ever. You're always confused, Tyler. Does it make you special? No, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Trust me. That's why we want him on the show right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Agent of Trauma is a Whispers member now. Party. We're going to have another Brit. Hey, Takira. <laughs> we got seven. This is the most we've ever had oh, on the show. I'm so excited. We got seven people that will be distracted by the chat. <laughs> can you hear well, me? The, yes. Yeah, we can hear you, okay? Yes. Okay. We can hear you. Takira, I want you to know yes. that I'm so excited that you're here right now. Ooh, and I, I cannot wait to meet you in person because <laughs> I'm going to hug you so hard. Yeah, Takira's going to be going to the camp. This Yay. is the first time I've been online for anything. Well, welcome to the party. The water's fine for now. The water. The water. The water. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. So are we going to talk about the show again or what? I've been trying to. No. <laughs> no, but let's talk about Charmed. How bad really is it? Right, Takira? You know what? <laughs> Don't start with my Charmed, okay? Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> Don't start with my Charmed. You can tell how much somebody loves it when they say my charmed. I get the power of three on you. (laughs) You know, it's it's bad when you actually know what that means. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Aiden's favorite subject, Rosita. Ah. Her death was sad. Like, it was pretty sad. I didn't really care about her until probably her last season. You know, (laughs) there's a reason. You know, it's time to cry already. What's funny about what you what you just said was something that we actually said a couple episodes back was that like for a little while uh, Rosita didn't get enough uh, limelight I don't I don't think and we only started getting to know her in the last season really is what is what I'm saying accurate do you think Rosita didn't get enough limelight until the last season really sure but I do want to also add she was very prominent in season seven and is actually the only character in the first eight seasons to appear in more episodes than Rick in a single season and it was her in season seven fun fact she's been my favorite character for years and you know I'm happy to finally see her get her due because I feel like especially it kind of felt like it was always the Daryl Carol like it was there's, there's a select group of five that was always in front and center and like a lot of characters like Rosita Eugene Gabriel for a while were pushed to the back right finally started coming back forward Gabriel getting a, a revival mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree for many percent well let's talk about the scene <laughs> the scene where we all kind of jumped when Rosita fell uh, yeah. Any particular it emotions or feelings or thoughts? It was audible yeah, I, in the room. Same. There was a huge gasp, like a collective, like <gasps> we none of us were okay with what was happening. Honestly, I was so happy that she had picked herself back up and gotten out of it that it was not even on my mind that anything was wrong. Go figure Eugene's the one person who just knows her so well and can read a situation so well in regards to someone that he cares so deeply about that he was able to pick up on that and know and that's why he's trying to like fish for that like aren't you excited about summer rosita aren't you excited about this stuff that's upcoming isn't this exciting and she he wasn't as uh consistent <laughs> i know but it was just like it was it was such a clever way to have them revealed that moment emotionally it was incredibly impactful i mean i was weeping during the show and rosita has never been like a favorite character of mine by any means but to know that she was the type of person that she was and that she could stand up on her own and like you just always kind of i always kind of felt like she was going to be fine and so for her to all of a sudden not be fine it was a lot 
Like it can get you to essentially. Yeah. Right. Like the toughest person. And then to know the backstory of it, too, when um, Christian mentioned on Talking Dead about how she she requested that her character die before the series end. That was really impactful to hear. So even Christian wasn't ready to like let go of this character. And so the only way that she said she could say goodbye to Rosita was if it was like forever. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Oh, that says something in its own right, right? Like Christian was so attached to this character and so attached to this role that she didn't want to leave it up in the air. She wasn't right, right. she wasn't okay with saying goodbye if it if it meant No that. Rick Grimes helicopters for yeah, her. No. <laughs> She wanted it to be the end. Because we had said in one of the last episodes that uh, we had brought up the uh, ex-boyfriend comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, would you have rather him die so you wouldn't have to think about him ever again? Or, yeah. Uh, but th- right? in the context of The Walking Dead, would you yeah. want it to blow up? It Kind of on the heels of Adam's comment in the chat. It's, I guess it was alone wanting more death and chaos in the finale. Well, Jasmine was here earlier saying, I would have been happy with more deaths. I would have been happy for like half the cast to die. <laughs> Again, with the word happy. Because <laughs> like... I would have been joyous. I would have had a spring in my step if half the cast was decimated. <laughs> I think there's so much more death. Me and Aiden were like discussing, oh, who's going to die? Like we thought Diane, Jerry, Elijah, maybe even Lydia. I do want to add though that like after like I have talked about it with Tyler. In a way, I'm happy that most of them didn't die because... I feel like it ends up going against what the show stands for if we had so many more deaths. Because it's really about building a future in a better world. Plus, if like half the cast died, it would have been a horrible episode because they wouldn't have had time to write all of them meaningfully. So it would have been like lame. I see Critic P said uh, Rosita's death is so dragged out in the episode that by the actual death scene, all the emotion was already spent. I felt that about Carl. While I get what you're saying, I don't necessarily agree. And the only reason is because all I could think about during that scene was how she got a peaceful death after all the fighting that she's had to do. And on top of that, it reminded me a lot of Bob. Bob got his time to say goodbye and, you know, to tell the people around him that he loved them. And Rosita got that same luxury. There was something really special about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I, I felt like um, Rosita's death was a better way of doing Carl's death, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It didn't mm-hmm. last multiple episodes. It had just the right amount of screen time, I think. And yeah. to to the point I was trying to make earlier was that it gave her a little bit more justice in terms of a character, which where we got to know a little bit more about her in the way she reacted to her death, the way she handled it, the way she helped Eugene handle it how they got a little bit closure between each other, even more. I thought that was kind of sweet. In previous episodes, it didn't seem like she's very much about Father Gabriel's life, like his his spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really, really sweet that he was able to do that for her and she was okay with that also. Yeah. I had like, like whew, weeping at that point. Yes. Just... From I didn't I, feel, I, I didn't cry at all really probably because I expected it because of the, the I know the spoilers but were the spoilers correct Aiden so this is one I want to talk about which Rosita being my favorite character in the whole franchise of my favorite franchise <laughs> losing her was obviously very difficult but that being said months ago like back in March when I was sitting in class people just started posting it they were like posting what. Well, Exactly. Just like that she's dead. They're like, oh yeah, Rosita dies in the finale. I can't believe we're going to lose her in the finale. And I was just like, what the, like, what the hell? Like why? So I've known for months. Based on what though? I'm curious. I don't know. Like, I think there was filming. People saw her fall. 
Um, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I assume it was kind of the, the four bit was somewhat seen because I was all photos of the of her on the top of the um, ambulance recently. Yeah, so I wasn't, sure, were, I wasn't sure how far the wow. spoilers went. Like, because only spoiler dead's gone, so I don't think the spoilers have been that precise in, in right. a while. Even in months, people have been like, "I really like Rosita's storyline. It sucks that she's about to die," and I'm like what like what the hell like so i, I that really pissed me off because i hate spoilers and le- everyone was just talking about it so casually and even yeah, though that's what twitter works the accounts it still found its way mm-hmm. yeah that's what twitter sucks the spoilers that's why like i ended up muting i think i muted the walking dead muted some certain like words just in case wasn't it probably around the same time that we're getting the spoilers from the commonwealth square if i'm not mistaken probably the, the commonwealth square i'm remembering this vividly and i wanted to talk about this in the last few episodes because mm-hmm. it gave some things away. So in the Commonwealth square, basically where they filmed the, where they were cornered off with all the walkers and the variants and stuff like that, it showed yeah. Luke and Jules in the, in the center marching down w- what looked like a parade. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. Was, I know so I wanted to talk about it, but then I thought to myself, okay, that oh, no, could that. be the finale too. And it was, Oh yeah. No. In which people did predict that, they had a, like a dual reaction. Everybody assumed that Luke would die. Yeah, and not not there because but not AMC, there. Po- AMC posted Luke on the floor. It looked like he was shot on the head. Um, oh God! I think you I think you spotted it. Then you made him. Yeah, because like, well, I didn't really see it at first, and everyone was like, "Wow, AMC." No, neither was- did I. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> when when was this? It was just this earlier this week when they released the promo pictures. Jules gets bit, and Luke ends up falling on the ground, hitting his head. That little mm-hmm. quick scene. Yeah. They posted a picture, and it's really like Carol and Princess like firing their guns, but Luke's literally on the floor in the background. It looks like he's dead. So that uh-huh. was like a thing earlier in the week. Everyone's like, well, "Luke's gonna die because he's on the floor." <laughs> they just didn't know how. <laughs> right. Well, they, it looks like he was dead in that picture because where his bruise was, it looked like a, either a knife stab or a gun wound or something. Right. So everyone thought he was still there. So I liked his death. For a somewhat of a minor, smaller character, his death was fucking incredible. Like acting wise, was just mm. insane. Yeah, I loved his last words personally, or like what he was trying to get out. I wrote in my notes, Angel's acting in that moment, her like weeping, mm-hmm. that like sobbing. Yes screaming weeping thing that angel theory did was so dead on accurate for like a really emotional cry it was really impactful and i i noticed it in the first watch but in the second watch it came through a little bit stronger to me for some reason yeah there was just incredible acting out of everyone in that scene that was definitely the beginning of my tear fest (laughs) <laughs> was what luke abrams apparently his, i like i like that they've got last names like i want to get to that at the in, uh, at some point in a way we can call aaron now aaron raleigh that's Wait, all i care about did we see his name aaron, aaron raleigh no right uh, technically him and eric are married so it's a win it's a big it's a big, <laughs> it's a big gay win oh a big gay win all right <laughs> Gay win. Uh, I love it. I was everybody so ate big gay ice cream and had a big gay win. I understand. Okay, cool. Which is great, by the way. You should try it if it's still around. Pandemic. Who knows? A big gay win. I actually wanted to talk about that because I I had only watched the episode once. Hello, Agent of Trauma. Was we, we're one away from it being the Brady Bunch. <laughs> so oh, that's look. good. Hey, what's up, Hi. Agent of Trauma? <laughs> Wait, what should we what should, what should we call your first name? Uh, Molly. 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 Right. Of course I knew that. I am guilty of the sin of actually only watching it for the first time with you guys and only watching it the second time right before we got on here. But what I did I notice. Yeah. Oh, really? Good for you. Yeah. I, I forget. Like I bought the show. I'm like, cool. I'm done. 
Sometimes, I, but I, I felt the same not, way. I was so tempted to not to, to not watch the last episode because then I have never, you know, I've got that like it's never ended. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> what I felt too. Like I didn't want to watch this damn episode again because, but I had to because we had to do this thing. No, but in in watching it again, what you were talking about, uh, Bridget, with uh, not just Kelly crying, but Magna on the other side of him crying so hard, snot came out yeah. of her nose, like literal <laughs> snot. Yep gross and it's on like luke's cheek it falls and it falls on on dan fogler's face and dan doesn't like germ oh dan's a germaphobe oh well he loved that he like, i do not think he like don't think he likes touching people so that's the thing that's the thing that that kind He's of cool, I, so equally to kelly's sobs like that for me it actually kind of got me like that there was that little abandon and like in some way I kind of felt that these weren't just the characters. It was mm-hmm. also the actors, yeah. too. Yeah. There's a little forcefulness to the cries. I don't know if we've spoke about it yet, but the only thing I really hated about this half, and this core, is we didn't see what happened to Oceanside. This sounds bad, though. I wanted to see them all get massacred. Okay, so right. I'm pretty convinced within myself that they're all dead. I think yeah. so, too. I was just like, cool, right, we get to see some deaths. <laughs> but we don't. But that's, but that's <laughs> the thing, like, I think I was saying to Aiden, or oh, I remember someone at work, where I tell you stuff that's happened, it don't show you, it's always, like, skipped. You know, like, when, um, in the variance episode, where they're on the roof, and then I cut to them, all of the, all the walkers dead. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, it's kind of like what they did with uh, the, the saviors, post-season eight. Like, you don't kind of really know what happens, even though... Some of the saviors that worked on the show said, oh, yeah, they just became some of them became whisperers. And like, I'll take it. Fine. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just a bit lazy. But that's my thing. That's the only tripe about this part. Let me give um, let me give Molly the the chance to kind of bring up something that she wants to talk about in the meantime. I didn't want this spotlight, you know. Tough. <laughs> We've all had it. Yeah, I made Mitchell feel awkward earlier. I, I made everybody feel awkward. Charmed was brought up, and everybody hates me now. Don't don't get going. <laughs> <laughs> Just we we're bouncing around the episode because that's how we do. Rosita's death, anything? Okay, I didn't expect to cry as well as I did during Luke's death, but I think that was purely because, and I think you touched base on that earlier on um, with the uh, Connie and Magnum and the, how the emotions rolled into the scene and everything. And you was talking about how they were crying snot bubbles and that I was crying snot bubbles over here. <laughs> I, it was just too much, too much. And then it's just like you just settle down after one emotion, then something else would happen. And that whole Rosita thing, I was sure she was going to die. So when they gave us that hope that she wasn't, I was like, and then they, I was like, you fucking, can I swear? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, I was like, you fucking bastards. I couldn't believe they did that. <laughs> There's a lot of Eugene haters out there, but I think he's absolutely brilliant. And I think he really pulled out the bag in the last couple of episodes mm. and his emotions with Rosita. I was sobbing like a bitch. <laughs> it was just too much. <laughs> And Seriously, the composing though. in that episode as well was bloody brilliant as well. I just couldn't. It was just the, the score in the background. Mm, yeah, yeah I, I agree. They really brought oh, it. I expected Donnie to kiss. I know it wasn't <gasps> canon. I know Can it wasn't we? Canon. T- okay. I love, I like, I simultaneously hate and yet love that they still continue to play with us. I know. Connie running to, to Daryl like, oh, <sighs> Let, actually, what was it? It's the equivalent of Rachel shoving everybody out of the way to say hi to to, to Sharendy, who we didn't think was gonna. I knew, but we thought she was gonna be at the uh, viewing party. It was the same thing. Connie was like in the middle of talking to talking to somebody else, and she was like, "Fuck that, Daryl!" 
and then nothing. Good. Nothing. Good, good, good. Tyler what? I Tyler what? Okay. No, no, Daryl needs to be single because... Takira needs to say something. Takira needs to say something. So all we know. of the things that weren't wrapped up, I came to my own conclusion. And my conclusion is that Daryl is now focused on whatever this mission is that Maggie gave him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to start something with somebody and then immediately leave and go on the road just like he did with Leah. And he saw how that relationship turned out. Mm. And you know what? Actually, now that you mentioned it, I'm sorry to interrupt, but isn't Maggie saying, I have a good idea about let's reach out to other do see what's out there. Isn't that a weird redux or redo of the end of season eight where mm-hmm. it felt kind of weird? Like we're in this weird, dark, smoky room where Maggie's where uh, <laughs> no Maggie's like, hmm, let's let's turn it against Rick. Joe's like, yeah. And then and then um, <laughs> Jesus is like. And Jesus, I'm like, just yes. Smile, even though I'm totally against all of this. But like, but they made him seem like, yes, let's. <laughs> so weird. And yet, and yet, so this was a, like kind of a way to redo that and smooth that over, right? But let's going back to the subject of uh, Danny versus Carol, the the everlasting fight that will take us all to hell. You got this. You got a similar thing there too, though. Like, okay, I love you. I love. Okay, I want to say something because in the reaction video, I thought. I thought that when they had said that, first of all, everybody, the, the few Carol, C-A-R-Y-L people in the crowd were like, oh, oh, I thought I had said out loud, eh, shut up. <laughs> but I didn't. I actually reviewed the tape. <laughs> and I was apologizing to all my Carol people preemptively. No, no. I know. I understand, Tyler. No, we all have our apo- opinions. Don't, don't apologize to the, ca- the Carol, Carol Wepp for staff. But I'm a nice guy, Tyler. What? <laughs> so, okay, you are you are nice. You are I, nice. I you literally are nice I apologize to like uh, uh f- f- I forget how to pronounce her name. Becky basically. She she's a Carol person and I was like I just want to advise you if you're going to watch the Father Gabriel confession live stream that we did last Sunday which includes the reaction video. I said there's a part where I say out loud to the people that were going oh to like Daryl and Carol saying I love you. I said, there's a part that I just want you to be aware of that where I say, eh, shut up. <laughs> and I apologize in advance. But you didn't you know, do because it. I didn't do it, though. So <laughs> Was it me? It was all in It me. was literally all in my head. Oh, I was like, did I yell I it? Thought I, did, <laughs> I thought I yelled it out because I, yell, I was yelling all these other things out loud. I was like, no, not Jules. No. <laughs> he did do that. Luke was, <laughs> Luke was that. like, I was like, No. No, not Luke. No, and I was like a bro. I was like a bro, but except Bridget remembers me it's doing it in a very, very alto soprano. No, <laughs> like yeah, that's accurate. It's something yeah. like that. Yeah, but no, I thought I said, like it was like Bugs Bunny and eh, shut up. And then I heard I could have sworn in my head I heard laughter when I said that, but I I didn't say it. I didn't say it. It was, in, it was all in my head. The laughter was in my head, too. You're not. So. Makes sense. You, do you need help? I <laughs> might. Does. I might. Can I say something about those I love yous? 
You can do that all day. Did Eugene and Rosita not also say I love you to each other? They, yes, and they did. And didn't freak out like, oh my God, I told you. No. Yep. Okay. They're best friends. Yeah, but there friends. was something between each other. other. I mean, there was, huh? between, there was something between cuddle and double. I used to be a cuddler. I used, I used to be a cuddler. To, I used to be one too. Never. I barely saw. Never. No, I was no, never was. Like, I, this is the one time I'm with Tyler in this. <laughs> Carol has, Carol has better taste than men. I'm sorry. She does. Carol has she better taste than men. Karziku should have stayed a thing. Killing clean men. A men. A men. And a women too. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was hoping for at the end when they were like, yes. when, you know, Ezekiel's taking the kids. I was like, now Carol, run over there and give him a smooch. Well, I mean, they live in close proximity to each other. They have to work together, so. Have you spoke about the the connection kind of things when Pamela was going to kill herself to Carol yet, or no? I I was thinking the same thing, but let's wrap up the... um the Connie versus Carol, sorry, Donnie versus Carol situation. Eh, they left it, they left it blank. They left, they, they blank. left us exactly where they, but Good. you're going to believe what you're going to believe. And at the end of the day, they made him asexual again, uh, because <laughs> to go back to the point, which was not only did they get the redo from the end of season eight, but they brought Daryl back to what he loved doing with Aaron. And that's outreach. And I, it was a great return. He was bored. There's still nothing on the frontier or the cowboy. What's out there? Nothing. But this is a brand new adventure and uh, we know where he's going. Uh, Somehow he's going to make it to France. So great. Well, let's talk about that scene. So turns out we get to the end. (laughs) Mercer places Pamela under arrest for high crimes against the Commonwealth. There's a lot to talk about here, but let's talk about what you were talking about. And then we'll backtrack a little bit. And that's once she's in cuffs, she goes to the gate and sees Walker Lance and she feels something. Tyler, what is she feeling in this moment? Because we all speculated that there may, 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 may have been something have there. A slight thing. Either it was more of a him thing. Because like, you know, previous episodes, he's like gone to, he's touched him and he's like getting a bit, you know, horny. Mm, Keep going. <laughs> like he, wa- he wants Pamela. Like, I'm like, fair enough, mate. So now what about Pamela? There could have been something. I, I, I don't think they would have been good together. I like that she was going to like, Oh, with him. You, you muted out there as if you said something dirty. <laughs> no, I, I love. I love that she would like uh, hands in the pants. Thing. It was. It was. It was interesting that she was like gonna kill herself with the Walker lamp, which was interesting because I, I did expect her to die, not like that. But it was very um Carol in the comics. That's what it reminded me of. Very much. That's what I was gonna much. say. Yeah. yeah. Like much. shot for shot, like it looked sort of like the panel that was in the comic book. Sort and of. Like, in a way. She leaned in yeah. similarly. In a way. I'm sure if hey, uh, Pamela was going to do that, I'm sure she was probably having her hand reach for his pocket before Oh she my got god! Rachel <laughs> <laughs> came out swinging! <laughs> so, now that we have nine people on here, which is the max. Sorry, everybody else. My bad. Losers! <laughs> I'm about to free up a spot in just a little bit. I got called into work. No. That's why you don't see me right now. Ah, okay, that explains a lot. I was worried okay, when so I saw you emphatically talking on the phone. So then, Rachel, why don't we go to you on this one? What do you think about their decision not to kill off Pamela in this instance? Ooh, um, I think it's very indicative of what uh, Rick wanted to do originally, right? I mean, he kept Negan alive for a reason. You know, that's what Rick always wanted, right? For people to see justice, not death, but actually pay for their crimes. So I, 
it doesn't matter how much I wanted Pamela dead. I think they made the right decision to imprison her instead. Yeah. Does anybody feel differently, though? Because everybody in their mother wanted Pamela dead. I did not. I wanted her to live. Oh, I really <laughs> well, I, I did want her to die. What, what, but what reason? What purpose does she serve now? Well, <laughs> she can she can be an example. That's point counterpoint. Of who not to be? Well, it, but so in what way were you saying that? In what context was like she should die or she shouldn't die? Yeah, bit bitch. It was called rest <laughs> in peace for a reason. <laughs> rest, rest in pieces. It should have said. But even Negan saying like that, like prison is a like the fate is worth than that because he would know because he was trapped for like eight years in jail for his was it enough time was it enough time life should have been there for a lifetime well you know you guys know me i'm a softy so uh you are i'm all about doing the right thing and i I think that was the right thing adam says in the chat i I wanted a bigger finale punch it was a bit of a letdown felt a lot of flaw like like just another episode rather than the last one. I think it would have been poetic in their personal story had Lance bitten Pamela at the end. Mm-hmm. Not circular for our ongoing story, but for their personal yeah. story, I think it would have been appropriate. Right. Their, well, their own personal story, right, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, nah, whatever. It's, I'm fine with it because it also gave the Negan Maggie thing a little bit more of a circle. Doing what they did, allowing what they allowed to. Yeah, just like Rachel said, essentially. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, but what, if they wrapped up their storyline, then why are they unpicking it again for Dead City? No one asked for it. Okay, now we're going to talk about that. Because, <laughs> yeah, by the way, it's going to be shit. Uh, to give that a little bit more context, by the way, okay. <sighs> TW, so there's a couple things that happened throughout this week. One of those things was TW Universe News, which was recycling something that was said uh, basically a year ago, saying and, and passing it off as fact now. Now, another account called TWD, sorry, uh, Dead City AMC on Twitter retweeted that. Everybody glommed onto it, thought it was like the official Dead City account, or like it was legit, seemed legit enough for people to say, oh, that's the fucking plot, because they retweeted something TW Universe News tweeted that was old news from last year that obviously makes no sense giving the end of this episode now that we got that out of the way what that news was news quote unquote from last year was that oh maggie's still pissed off about negan and negan is all whatever and neganing and that's dead city everybody and i'm like that doesn't make sense with the end of this episode doesn't at all and people were freaking out about it and we're saying Oh, what do we need Dead City for? Well, that's a good question. What do we need Dead City for? Do we want we Dead City? No. 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 We don't need it, technically. Their scenes are dry. Need- the only best scene they had was their ending scene. I just want to say that it's alluded to because Maggie does ask Negan if he's coming. Boom. But that's just Sharon making a hashtag hate bang joke. <laughs> Wabba! Uh-huh. Wabba! I mean, I'll still watch Dead City because it's TWD content, and I like to suffer. So. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate watch the Daryl Everything Show. The Walking Dead, and I know from Jeffrey Dean Morgan and from Lauren that it's a few years into the future, so there's no telling what the yeah. storyline could be about. Maybe, maybe not, though. I don't know how far in the future it might even be. This is again, this is like one of those bits of news that was regurgitated without really knowing well no i saw like we don't uh, know um, actual well, interview with Lauren. oh really yeah on that note walani says in the chat uh where is annie in dead city but i have a bigger question where is annie in this episode 
And if we did go to the future a year later in the fountain where the, Zeke has this awesome speech, Lieutenant Governor Mike Mercer, the only thing I thought was, the, was okay, there's a letter with the compass, which is really cool. Nice little return where she gives the compass back to Judith. You get that. You don't get anything of Negan there. You don't get to see an older, uh, well, an older Annie, yes. But like, we got to see all the other kids being born, like Rosie. We didn't get to see Annie's kid being born, if the kid was born at all. Well, I know they said with um, Medina's uh, filming schedule, like they had, yeah, for her filming schedule, they just didn't have, she didn't have time to do it. But Angela King's like, their plan was she would always survive. So right now, even though we don't know her fate, she's technically perfect that's that's basically all i wanted to know it seemed like she was actually saying that there was a script written out for rick for annie to have scenes but they had to cut it because of the time constraints you know for the last episode i thought maybe it would have gone a little bit more all out like it's just like who cares about constraints it's the walking dead this is the show that not effectively launched AMC, but it pretty much was like the afterburner rockets that launched it into the stratosphere. Obviously, there was Mad Men and Breaking Bad, but then Breaking Bad was around the same time as The Walking Dead anyway. So what the deal, yo? Give us more time with our peeps. But it's like, yeah, we don't know what Dead City because they're just both of them in a random city doing who knows what. Excuse me, Darryl- random city? <laughs> is Toronto... If if somebody Toronto I need somebody to say I'm walking city, in this is the center of the fucking universe and don't you forget it. <laughs> but also, oh, Daryl just miraculously just New York poofing out of nowhere and just showing up in France makes no sense anyway. But there's also <laughs> underground nightclubs, which means they you know zombie strippers because you know people have that kink. <laughs> Gonna get holding. <laughs> We're gonna get howling. Negan was raiding walkers in, in season 10, so, you know. Uh, apparently, quote unquote, right. So the, zo- so the zombie strippers can be a thing in in um in this Daryl spinoff. I, I just wanted to say Brandon was right when he sees the zombie strippers. <laughs> the thing is, like, anybody could have a zombie stripper. It's not like it's an exotic thing. <laughs> just go catch one. And uh, how does it... Ex- is it a special variant that we haven't seen yet? This Maybe they've just they've trained That's... the zombie. The, they've trained the walker to you know be a stripper for them. It kind of makes sense. Every time I walk and, through I'm, the door, I'm sure Daryl would. I'm sure Daryl would thoroughly enjoy that. Daryl zombie strip the clothes off the girls, like like they put the zombies, the girls just within reach, so they could just hook the clothes and just. <laughs> Literally, when they first announced Underground Strip Club and I read that, I was like, zombie strippers instantly. (laughs) And then I had a whole thing in my group chat about that. (laughs) Adam says, climb the pole. (laughs) Daryl can join, though. Rosita, climb the pole! (laughs) Eugene, you first. Oh. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, wait. Father Gabriel, you're in the middle, obviously. (laughs) I thought of something I I want to talk about. I think Rosita did climb the pole. How many? Oh, many, God. many poles. I lost count. Good for her. Wait, I, I thought of always... something I want to talk about, guys. How many? Go ahead. <laughs> Daryl blockade and Judith in the room like Rick. Oh yeah, we we did touch on that, but go ahead. Yeah. Let's see if you can add anything else to. Oh, it was what little we talked about. I'm, really. I'm going to go because I want to get ready for bed. Uh, go work in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Tyler, thank you for joining us. Maybe we'll do something like this Hello. again some other time. Okay, cool. Bye. 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 Love, Love you. Tyler. Bye.
Bye. Bye, Tyler. Watch the episode Bye. again. Oh, see? We all said I yeah, love I you didn't. to Tyler and... <laughs> I didn't want that on the public airwaves. Well, you're not looking at my pants. <laughs> yeah, right, Aiden? Jesus Louise. One touch swords? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Takira, let's talk about a child now. Sorry, I, you guys probably talked about it when I was having technical difficulties. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but um, it made me cry all over all over. Again. Really? Oh, yes. see, this is good. <laughs> so what, what about it? What about it made you cry? Just the coming back to the beginning kind of sort of situation? Coming all the way back to the beginning and the whole, you know, we all know Shane is her dad thing, but it to me, it just really solidifies like Rick is her dad. What about Daryl, though? Does he chop liver? <laughs> no. Daryl's the uncle. Daryl's uncle dad. You're Darryl. all wrong. Oh, <laughs> Rachel with the biological shit. <laughs> Uh, Matt, what M- adoptive uncle I'm sorry I referred to her wrong or incorrectly MC Mad Catter in the house you, the audio podcast can, will not be able to see this but Rachel's fully decked out and it's glorious green and pink I think biology only matters up to a certain point like Judith is badass and I'm sure that is Shane's biology because clearly it's not Lori's <laughs> <laughs> I'm exiting this conversation. Okay. Okay. Yes. But yes. Also, it's so weird how that. biology applies, except for Lori, <laughs> to Rachel's eyes. Like, I mean, you know, okay, but I Michonne... guess they made her look like Lori. But um, yeah, the nurturing, that'd be, that'd be something. <laughs> the nurturing of Rick and Michonne to me is what shaped the Judith that we know and love. We even got to see a little of Daryl in Judith, too, though, which is interesting. You know, the secluded spot conversation uh, in Father Gabriel's rectory or something like that. I said rectory, Sharon. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, (laughs) Didn't say anything. Plus the the little ass kicker and the big ass kicker thing. (laughs) So cute. But does Judith even know about Shane, though? Because I know she's like, I didn't get to meet my mom. Or I never got to meet. Bruh, bruh, who is going to tell? Who's going to tell her that? Hey, Maggie. Hey, uh, I know, Maggie, but, Carol, hey. and Daryl. Because she's like, I've never got, I never got to know my mother, Lori. And then she's like, my mom is shown and my dad, Rick. So she, it's like she doesn't. Dude, because yeah. Rick. Well, I'm sure well, they did not gonna, tell her okay, that Shane is like, her dad. Hey, this, this guy that was banging your mom while you thought your dad was dead. Is yeah. really your dad? And tried to murder your dad. Who her biological mother is. <laughs> tried to murder your dad and rape your mom. In case anyone forgot about that. I've tried to like really narrow it down because I started watching the series, of course, from the beginning. And we're like, okay, so season one was like a week. And then season two was like a month long. But at the beginning of season two, she was asking for pregnancy tests. So I don't know why anybody ever thought that that could have possibly been Rick's kid. I don't know. Nobody's saying that, I don't think. (laughs) Right? Thank you. But you know, Judith is Rick's kid. Do so the there math. you go. Bye. Do the math. It's not a it's not about <laughs> biology. It's about found family or It's science. Which it's science. Uh, by the way, like okay, I mean, ah, whatever. Who cares? Let's move on. <laughs> okay, so with ha- the length of the series finale, which is an hour and 7 minutes, the the length of the series premiere was also an hour and 7 minutes. So I think oh. they also wanted to kind of end it how it started with the same length. Oh wow! Down to the minute. Well, the yeah, an hour and seven. The se- the seconds aren't the same, but you know, oh, we can yeah. get so close. But if we find the difference, it might have a significance. No, who cares? Let's keep going. 
That's usually my MO. It's like, oh, seven seconds means ooh, seven, the difference seven. in the difference in seconds is how many spinoffs are coming. <laughs> yeah, that means there's like twenty thousand spinoffs. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys, I hate to do this. I can't believe I have to miss out on the rest of this. The last episode. My kidding. My other brother who was supposed to work tonight, something happened and he ended up in the ER. And so I have to go in and oh, cover no. for him. Hence that was the phone, the phone call. call I got earlier. Mm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Is he okay? Yeah. They released him. Okay, so whatever it was, he's he's okay now. He just okay. needs to go home and rest. He, I don't know, lost consciousness and hit his head and got a concussion. And now he's at home resting. So can't really be on stage under the... F- bright flashing lights no. tonight so oh, i told him i'd cover for him which means i have to miss out on the rest of this that's a good segue actually but yes i'm sorry to hear that and it's good to meet mc mad catter for a couple seconds <laughs> yeah well we love you i guess and you you take care of yourself <laughs> and have fun whatever we're yeah. still gonna be here he's got a lot of squawking dead to go you might still be recording when i get done with work no, so no, i'll no. check in with you <laughs> just like you i was supposed to have dinner plans also so <laughs> all right Love you guys. Love you. Bye. We love you. It too. was so nice meeting all the new people tonight, Molly, Tsukura. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It was awesome having you guys here. Thanks so much for being here. You look amazing. Bye. I just I love, love you. I love new people. I love you. Love you. Who are you, Althea? Bye. I like new people. Bye. <laughs> I do like new people. Bye. 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 More stories for my thirsty camera. Speaking of spinoffs, I think we'll get probably a Rosita in Heaven spinoff and she'll be with Abraham again. Oh my god. What is happening? <gasps> oh, Mitchell. Oh, no. <laughs> and and Charmed will have a three boot. Anyway. Bridge <laughs> <laughs> is not happy about that at all. So talk about concussions. What was notable about this episode was Daryl's black eye uh, oh at the beginning. God. That thing looks so gross. And it was real, actually. It was a real black eye from filming the finale way back in March. What's interesting about that is nobody still knows where that came from. I want to think, and this is this allows me to talk about something else at the same time so we can save some time. I think that when Greg Nicotero, because he was the zombie at the end while Daryl's riding away, I think Greg turned around a little too fast and knocked him off his bike. That's what I think. I'd like to think... It was Nick and Norman, you know, having a last hurrah. And they kind of incorporated it in the show by the beginning. There's no, no black guy. And then after he gets smacked with that, like by the trooper off camera. Assumingly, yeah. That's, yeah. So they, that that's kind of how they so did it weird. in the show. So that, but the, the reason why they won't say what the accident was is because it was that lame. It was so <laughs> lame that they can't talk about it. They've just said it happened during filming. That's it. Yeah, they have exactly. not said anything else. And yeah. that was back in March, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. because he didn't come to pandemic exactly no. i was so disappointed because of it okay so they finished filming march like 30th of this year they didn't film the rick stuff until august 11th of this year mm-hmm. right well so they had like months in between well they've been developing what rick's comeback would look like for the better part of th- two years several years oh <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah three years that's right Deni- that's right well yeah because Denai said yeah but- all of them working together. It's been about a year and a half for the spinoff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess when it came down to it, they wanted to figure out a good jumping off point mm-hmm. to th- go into I the think, series. And I think how they put it in the show was like a good way to introduce the spinoff. 
I agree. Well, I wanted to add something to that too. When we were covering the New York Comic Con, mm, sorry, San Diego Comic Con news back in, was it June or July? July? July. I feel like a lot of the development for the Rick and Michonne spinoff took a long time, probably also because of contract negotiations. This is one of the reasons why Denai left the show. And it's probably another reason why if uh, Andy Lincoln is going to be coming back to the series, it's got to be worth his while because it does take a lot out of him. He does put a hell of a lot of himself into the role. And you know what? Having him back on screen, you can see why. It really it really does show, even like from the intonation of his voice, how much work he puts into this character. Like he believes in it. He commits to the, this character and this universe to the point where like I, I remember... When we were interviewing um, uh, James Chen, who played Cal on the show back in New York Comic Con of 2019, I think it was. And he had said when he greeted him, he greeted him in like his Rick Grimes accent, not not with his British accent. It just gives you a window into like what it must have taken to actually get him on board, first of all, because <laughs> it's it's a lot. And it does explain why also Melissa McBride wanted to take a break, too. What fascinates me, and I thought about this like even before we watched the premiere, or sorry, the finale on Sunday was... Norman Reedus, with the amount of times he got, he's gotten hurt on the show and badly, and seeing that Andy walk off and and Melissa kind of say, "Ham, hey, not for me." That's that's the story. So we're sticking to it. it. It surprises me that he's still he's still on board for all this stuff. Like he's just so into it. Like, have you guys thought about this? Like, where everybody like after twelve plus years, where everybody else is peeling off, he's still into it. He's still invested. He still wants to do this. And even at the at the risk of being pigeonholed as Daryl forever, essentially, because he could be right. This could be his swan song. He might never go back into acting again. With him being so invested, I think it's a good thing that he's still wanting to do it. For us, I mean, yeah, obviously for us. <laughs> but with Mel not wanting to do the spinoff, is apparently she was going to retire before she got the role as Carol, and she didn't expect it to last this long. So then, I think. When they announced the spinoff, she was on board with it then. And then when they announced it was going to be in Europe, then she's like, well, now Oh, I fuck that, cesspool. I'm just kidding. Like, I don't want to move that far. Plus, like, she has, like, a sick father, apparently, too. And I did not know that. So, and plus, she was, she was originally going to retire. So, I think this is just kind of her time that she's just going to take her break now and just be done with acting she said that she wanted to she wanted to come back to the character she had every intention of coming back to the character which is why carol's left alive and obviously they did that like reshoot scene where she says um i wish i was going with you because i think initially they were going together right so yeah I mean, <laughs> I wonder what think, that scene would look like before. And the, because they <laughs> can't ended wait it, to go. <laughs> well, because they ended it, they could just do like a like a reunion kind of a revival series of it with like every like after the spinoffs are done, you know, depending on fate of characters, whatever happens. Then Melissa, uh, like Melissa, might want to come back then for that. Well, I mean, she, she might, might not. She might she even want to come back do. in like a year or two. I mean, we don't we don't know you know, how long she wants this break to be. I think it's really easy when you're working and you guys know this, like just from like an everyday job or like going to school, right? Like you can't wait to graduate college or whatever. And then you get done and you kind of miss it. And I, it's cause you put someone, I, you're shaking your head. No, but I swear Aiden, it's going to happen. You get done and you think like, well, that was such a big chunk of my life. And I was doing so much for so long and it's just easy to miss it. Then when you're gone, it's the same thing with jobs I've had. Even if they were jobs that I didn't love, when I leave and I don't get to see those people anymore and I, you just kind of start to miss it, right? It's human nature. We like, 
we kind of create this like fantasy so that our memories are good instead of like all horrible. Oh yeah. It's the same as like leaving like an ex-boyfriend, like amicably, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not I don't know situation. if you guys have ever had that. <laughs> But, you know, it's easy to focus on the negatives. But if you've ever left a a relationship amicably, you tend to try to remember the good things because, like, oh, that was kind of okay. That was good. I remember this good moment. You can always refer back to it. Yeah. I mean, you know, sorry if you haven't. When when Rachel and I are rewatching, we talk all the time about how physically exhausting filming the show has to be. Yeah. I mean, no, number one, you're in the Georgia heat, which, as you guys know, is can be extreme. Some of you know. <laughs> It's brutal. All the running, 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 running up the street, running down the street, running at the zombies. And then all of the physicality of fight of the blocking, the fighting and rehearsing. And I, I imagine it gets to be just like, my my gosh, I just want to be done with this. You know, it's so I can understand the actors that want to leave and, and, and take a break from it because it is probably just thoroughly exhausting. Well, and not to mention that, like, OK, on a career front thing, it's kind of like what I was saying with uh, Norman Reedus. It's like. You know, you realize you, and, and I think even Lauren Cohan and Denai Guerrero, obviously Denai Guerrero, because she went on to become Okoye from Black Panther. She didn't want to be typecast. I think neither did most people on the show. I don't know about Andy Lincoln, but that's what makes it surprising that Norman still wants to stay on. And, and Lauren Cohan obviously went on to try to do Whiskey Cavalier and, and a bunch of other things too. Right. And, you know, she tried and I, I never I never dissed her trying. I never dissed her leaving the show. Really, I didn't at all. It doesn't change the fact that when she comes, comes back, it's a whole other story. Like, OK, they got to make it make sense. Right. Because I think he loves the character so much that he probably doesn't care if that's what he's known for for the rest of his life, because he's done so many other stuff before and during the whole time that he's probably like, if pe- if I j- I'm going to keep doing this as long as. AMC will let me kind of thing, then I'll do that because I really enjoy the character and obviously people do enough that they're going to know me as Dale. I was going right. to say, like, he's bounced around a bit. He's had cameos on shows. He had his yeah. movies that were popular. So I don't think he should be afraid of being typecast because I was like, oh, that's the guy that was on Blade Trinity. That's the guy that was on Charm. When was... That was like 25 yes, years ago. That was he on Charmed? That was yes, he on was. Charmed. Ugh, that <laughs> almost ended his career. Ugh. Yeah, he was on Charmed. He was. <laughs> Thank you, Aiden. Thank you for laughing. But uh, um, I feel like if he feels like he's going to go down in infamy as Daryl Dixon, he, he doesn't mind because he has done so many other things. Well, it just shows the kind of person he is, too. Like, why would I hate being typecast as, as Daryl Dixon? Right. Why? I'm very proud of this role. And if he didn't want, he wouldn't have done the spinoff. If that was the case. Molly also says that her iPad died and that she hopes that we have brilliant nights and that thank you for having me. Kind I was, was going to mention that. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, Molly. And sorry that your your iPad died. And it's really late for her, too, just like it was for Tyler and Jasmine earlier. If you miss them, you can watch that again. I don't know if you guys remember, but seasons like three, four, five, six, there were a lot of stars and musicians and whoever like oh can i do a cameo on the walking dead mm-hmm. like i know it's brutal but i also think that they really enjoy being there and being around each other and anybody that comes in new always has nothing but great things to say speaking of cameos do you know who was in the background Chandler on this Riggs. Final? oh yeah Chandler. Chandler. 
at the hilltop, basically. Ah, it is very hard to notice, but yeah. You, you, can you, you really can't. He's awesome. kind of blurry, too. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was right. He was on set that last day. He stayed did, in the house. I did say that. They but... said he was just there. Like, he was just there. They didn't plan it or anything. He was just there, and they were like, hey, you want to go get in the shot? They Like, that was his street clothes he was wearing, and it, it wasn't. And they just put like, a hat on him. Yeah, he was there to say hi to everybody, and then Angela's like, oh, well, since you're here, do you just want to have, like, a random extra background character thing? That's so funny to think. Yeah. Well, so Laurie was right. He was going to beat this world. He like literally beat <laughs> dying. And uh, they put him, it was Carl. Was resurrected as a random extra. <laughs> you know, and to the point of that scene, though, like it was kind of funny seeing Lydia, knowing that Lydia and he were at the hilltop together, essentially. Ooh, yeah. I was kind of hoping I would see that. Hello. <laughs> I didn't see her because it wasn't in the frame for me. Actually, on that note, I kind of wanted to talk about, there was one kind of funny little moment. Father Gabriel's going to the gate of the Commonwealth Estates, right? And I didn't notice this the first time, but it had to be him because he took a lot of shit. Seth took a lot of shit (laughs) for leaving Negan's gate open so that he could escape the first time. And so I thought it was kind of funny that he was opening the gate for all the people of the Commonwealth, or he was trying to. I felt like the show was kind of like trying to say, stop giving Seth so much shit for leaving (laughs) the gate open. He also left the gate open um, in Alexandria the night that they had the meeting and the walker got in Mm -hmm. and Rick killed it and brought it to the meeting. That was also... He he really still wants everyone to be dead. Yeah, he, he has a problem with doors is it like a psychological thing because he all of his parishioners died because he locked the he door locked the gate has a thing against, yes he now he has a thing circle. against locking the gate and now and now he opened it for the for these parishioners too he which were i mean circle. some of those yeah some of these people were his parishioners too but they all went to father grant in the end by the way so that's and then they well i mean yeah <laughs> they had and then they all burned well, yeah, which they had a great explosion, which would have been the most expensive thing on their budget to do that. Wow, which was amazing, by the it way. Was. Are like all the people that live in the estate still there when they blow it up, or did they evacuate like the rich people out, or did they just be like, "No, nah, we're just gonna blow these fucking rich people up." <laughs> Fuck well, them. We're gonna blew. start over. With, I'm like, did they evacuate the estate? They must they have. Up, or they just blew they the fuck have. up. They had. They like, were. They, they were the residents before they left. Yeah, because there's all those residents that poured into. All so. of a sudden, the song switches to "Eat the Rich Again." <laughs> more like with, with Pamela being <laughs> like, eviscerate well, the rich so to figure out and being like this, this, and then who gets the nicer house? And then Carol's like, "Well, at least we don't have to worry about who gets your house because it blew up," kind of thing. And I was like, oh, shit, that was a burn. And I was like, oh, that was yeah, literally sick burn. a burn. <laughs> because her house literally burned. So when I, I, Carol said that, I was like, oh, that's a burn. And I was like, oh, that really was a burn. Her house was ground zero, right? Yeah, I would have Sebastian to say so. Sebastian is very upset about all the cash that burned in there. <laughs> oh, speaking of, you know what was really cool? When they were showing the turntable just before it was about to go, or I don't know, whatever, one of the turntable... You got to see a young Lila Robbins and a young Taylor Rapp Olsen in some of the picture frames. Two of them, at least. You could tell that it was Pamela's house that they had it all rigged in, too. Well, also, like, they had the picture of um, her and her father, which is executive producer Tom Lutz, which Mm -hmm. they released behind the scenes, too. You could see it better. 
if they blew up all the nice houses, what nice house were they eating together at at the end? They probably just had one of the random houses that were not in the game <laughs> just, community. Somebody said it was Yumiko's house. I, I was going to say, it's either one of those houses, mm. or it could have been in Alexandria, too. They did kind of look like the inside of one of the Alexandrian houses, because... Luck upon luck, we uh, when Bridget and I and Rachel were down in Sonoy, they were actually showing open houses of one of the of a few of the uh, the houses in Alexandria. What was Alexandria? And I actually took some video of Rick's house uh, that well, I'll be showing at some point. It's a seven minute long video of basically I was doing like an HGTV. Here's every single it's room true. and what's in it. MTV cribs. And we're like on the street, like Dave, hurry up because the realtor was walking through. We're like, oh. like, like, ch- like children, <laughs> they're gonna catch us. I'm like, no, this is an open house, you turds. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, you notice how they have like four pieces of the wall laying down beside one of the houses? Yeah. Well, apparently, because and the when I when I did the Georgia tour, she's like, these are like the last four pieces besides the outpost twenty two left of sheet then, of the wall, right, right, of the wall, yeah. And then apparently there's was a thing saying that there was like a whole shipment of more walls coming, so people are speculating that they're putting it back up for the the Rick and Michonne thing when they return home, kind of thing. Oh, be interesting. Can I throw out a ah, different theory? Good, please do. This is I know this is the first I'm hearing of this. Morgan wants to visit his people. Oh, that they could do that too. Mm. Mm. But is the shipment going to the same place, or is that coming, or is it going to somewhere else? I don't know. I think I, I someone said it was like going to like this community, the Alexandria area. Mm. Well, all I, people started rushing down to see. Well, uh, let's go back to the scene though in question though. I mean, because this is great. This is. An interesting speculative rumor, if if it were to be true, and they do something with that. But what I really liked most about that scene was it was Glenn's giving. It was Glenn's Thanksgiving, and it was around Thanksgiving. And I call it Glenn's giving because it showed the vision Glenn had. Glenn? Was it Glenn? No, Negan actually tried to depict. During the lineup scene, they were flashing to this idea of Glenn and Maggie and Herschel, little Herschel, around the table having their supper outdoors Abraham. or whatever. Right, Abraham too. Right, exactly. And in the end, they ended up getting it. And I thought there was something very sweet about that. And Rosita making the end. Okay, yeah, Aiden? Yeah. Okay. She, Rosita getting one last happy moment before she gone. But when they started playing Landslide, I was like, holy, don't, like that <laughs> song is like sad. So I was like tearing up a little when they started doing that. I was like, no. Have you Don't guys have me. you guys had moments like that in your life though where you like you take like a mental picture of like this is really good cuz I I have like a distinct memory of like at my dad's wake being so sad right cuz my dad had passed and it was really sudden we spent like a long time not talking so it was like a really big deal that I was even around when he did pass I remember like looking across the room and seeing all of these people that loved him there and I just took like this mental picture and it's like st- it's still in there. And so like that's all I could think of when I like saw this, like her watching and like looking around the room was like, even though it was like draped in sadness, just this moment of these are all the people I love. What a way to go. So, I, you yeah, know, I had it's just beautiful. I had, I had a micro moment like that while we we're at um, Anthony's. That's my viewing party. And that was when they started taking photos in the bleachers, like with all the signs. I, I had like a, this weird 
moment. Like here, we're in this time period right now. And I'm looking into the bleachers of all these people who gathered together to watch the last episode, knowing the reason why we started this podcast is because everybody, everybody around us was peeling off, not watching the show anymore. And it was just me and Carol and I deciding, even though she had moved to Florida to start this podcast, to find others like us who've been watching the show and to kind of figure out who our family was. And then here they are on the bleachers taking a photo together, having their own Glens giving. It caught me off guard, you know, while we were setting up the booth and getting it started. And I'm like, hold on a second. I'm taking a mental picture this moment. So I thought it was kind of fantastic. One of the things that like I think is really cool in that scene, and I'm not sure if anyone else noticed it, and I'm not sure why I did, but all of the adults are drinking except for Tommy, who we know has had an alcohol problem in the past. Mm. And he's the only one that raises a glass of water, besides Judith, to the tribute to Luke. And to me, that kind of was maybe signifying he was like, I don't have to drink anymore because it's going to be okay with these people. I wonder too, like, is he still a surgeon, you know, after all this? But to me, like him not, you know, going through the alcohol was something that I thought was kind of cool. Well, meaning was it the system or was it the job, right? Right. Like, was it the pressure of the job, who he's doing it for? Was it the triage of the rich class versus the working class versus the trooper class? It's a really good question, though. And I like that we maybe decide for ourselves that maybe it was the system, though. I'm, I, that's what I would think, too. The system made it so that he didn't want to do this anymore. And it drove well, him I think to you, get, you get back to the root of why you would have gone to school for it, right? Like, I know he was pressured by his family, but you get back to the root of helping people. That's what you would want to do, right? Like, Wasn't he running the side gig with Ezekiel? Also, mm-hmm. yeah. To kind yeah. of so, make mean, himself still, feel better about he's it. Still in, he was enjoying the job. It was, like you said, it was the system, not the not the job itself. Well, yeah, he was kind of mad at um yumiko for saying like something about him being a thoracic surgeon because he was really he was happy being a baker and then seemed like he's started enjoying doing the surgeries again well wouldn't you hate being put in a system in which you couldn't help people that really needed it because you're only helping the richest but he hated the system in the before world yeah too because he didn't tell them he was a surgeon straight up when he got there before he even knew how their system worked in the commonwealth so right i think he was tired of the real world system i'm guessing like in the real world his family pressures wouldn't allow him to step back and go work for a pro bono clinic or something like that which is what he probably would have enjoyed given that he enjoyed helping ezekiel with the poor people right now that he's free to still practice what he likes doing and not have the pressure of hospital boards and and red tape bureaucracy yeah Yeah, but and furthermore the tier system and all that stuff he's he's free to do it the way that he wants to do it i guess or the way it should be done maybe uh i wanted to go back to adam's comments because they're a bit of a hot take he says i hate that landslide song so (laughs) that's all i could think about during that scene and uh but actually i wanted to actually contend that Landslide wasn't necessarily, I, I don't think it was about that scene because it was just off the heels of his of Negan and Maggie's conversation about not being able to for, forgive you. And it does go into Glenn's giving, which does dovetail nicely to what they talked about. You know, it's all about this beautiful soul that you took away from us. But isn't Landslide itself kind of like a, I had this beautiful picture of, in my mind about what life could be in, until the landslide brought it down. So like until the bat brought it down, but then you get this 
like redemption. Like you get this Glenn's giving and it's like, oh, it can be okay. We can have the future that we want. So I think it was more of a transitional song. And of course it's moody. And of course, it's Rosita, manipulation is what it is. Yeah. But of course, Rosita is also <laughs> dying too throughout this whole thing too. So that is another landslide, but it doesn't have to be the same way as it was back in the lineup. You know, this could be a, like I said, a redux. Everybody's getting a redux <laughs> of, of that moment. <laughs> and then he says, it's the vocals of the song. Songs shouldn't be sung by a goat. Uh, what was her name? Nick, Nick, uh, Stevie Nicks. And Stevie that's Nicks, a thanks. nice South Park reference to <laughs> Nice. Very nice, Adam. Um, can we talk about the best part of Glenn's giving? Please. There's there so many good parts. What's the well, best? Yeah, there is. That's my favorite part of the whole episode. But my girls got back together. Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that Eleanor made it happen, too, because she was supposed to have a, a different girlfriend. I was like, who? Ooh. Yeah. Also, I want to add, I was thinking I want to bring this up. I want to bring it up here. They did not hide Eleanor's pregnancy in the end. And mm-hmm. they could have. And I like to imagine that they are expecting because they. That, that's very complicated. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, in, the out in the picnic blanket. In picnic blanket, you could tell because, like. They're all around having like a picnic and everyone has glasses and Yumiko's just holding like her hand up like that. And you can kind of see the belly. Like Eleanor was like, oh, like we have to kind of hide this in a way. And then someone's like, well, there's like, like surrogacy kind of stuff that could have still happened. And then she's like, oh yeah, no, obviously I just meant. So Eleanor's like, (laughs) oh, I didn't think of, I didn't think of that because she's like, oh, we just kind of need to hide this because it's like, she's like, I thought Norman was going to have to like deliver my baby during one of the scenes. (laughs) She's like, a good thing that did happen. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want that. You don't want that. It's not, uh. Yumiko's other girlfriend was probably blown up in the estate. So she was free to move on. Yikes. Maybe. Uh, oh, and, mm. oh, it looks like Punky Brewster said turkey baster. I didn't say That's that. All. I didn't say that's inappropriate. I didn't say that at all. Turkey. You could do that. It's what they used to say in the eighties. Oh, you just put a turkey baster up there. Insemination. Exactly. And uh, Ele- during a thing, Eleanor's like, I didn't even think of that. By the way, she's like, Adam logically like, says, <laughs> would get brother to have to do the proceed. Yes, obviously, but it's more fun to make shit up. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah. he's the doctor. They're like, oh, yeah, because the thing was like, oh, well, Tommy could just do it because, well, he's the he's a doctor. He could help uh, y- y- uh, Yumiko out with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And whoever they or, choose. Or Ezekiel, huh? Well, I mean, they could. <laughs> <laughs> make, a, make a face. Uh, okay, so but I don't think it would be good. <laughs> looking at his sister's hoo ha. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't approve of that. Yeah, so it's Ezekiel. <laughs> it's Ezekiel. We all decided it's Ezekiel. You know, that's not the weirdest thing that would probably happen in someone's life, though. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> hey, look, it's it's that it's the Game of Thrones crossover we've been waiting for. <laughs> nobody wants. Nobody wants it. <laughs> Are they Targaryens? Then again, then again, it's a zombie apocalypse and zombies roam the earth with all bits and things flying off of them. What is... See, they've seen naked zombies before. They, maybe, so. that's, maybe that's what a zombie stripper is. You know, I was no, just well, about to say they're that. Wearing bikini, they're wearing bikinis and stuff and then they have to like... Because they're variants. They wow, he, got, like, he thought about this one. They, they're variants. Why? They can easily just take like the top Why off. Why have you thought you know? so much about this? Because when they first announced un- secret underground so, nightclub, Bridget, I was like, "Oh, Mitchell! Mitchell is a growing boy. 
I don't and want he this has snakes. I just wanted my Magna baby. That's I just what? told them like <laughs> right, go, need... AMC needs to hire me for the Daryl spin. No, like. they don't. That's so Yumiko right. and Magna are having a baby, and Eugene and this Max have a baby. Rosie, Rosie. What's up with Mercer and Princess? I mean, come on, guys. What are, you, what are y'all waiting for? They're just together. You They're know, slow. That is something that I thought about. I was actually kind of wondering what that could have happened, right? Well, yeah, but not everybody's able to get pregnant. Not everybody wants to get pregnant too. That too. Plus, you know, they they, they can could see just that. be take they could just be taking it slow too and wait a couple years before doing it after like one or two years. Doesn't that say a lot about where they're at that they can do that? I mean, that's yeah. life too. When things are good, yeah, there's no less urgency to actually have kids. Mercer wants to focus on his career <laughs> as a lieutenant governor. <laughs> He's lieutenant well, governor now. Lieutenant governor is yeah. a very demanding job. It's the hilltop formula. I bet Ezekiel's on his ass doing nothing. And Mike's doing Part. everything man i really wanted to see some king ezekiel well he's kind of king again though. listen ezekiel just makes the speeches mike does everything let's just end it there. <laughs> you know that's true and carol changed hornsby's job into something much better like oh, and so she has her short hair again which i love i think I, did everybody I love guess, that too i like that too Yes. First of all, Michelle, sorry, uh, Melissa's probably like, thank God, I t- hated the fucking wig. <laughs> we all hated that. I it looked so gross. Say, I was okay with it. it as long as she was a, with Ezekiel. I did not like the wig. It gave me a little bit of a Targaryen. If you guys remember <laughs> why she said she kept her hair short, seeing her hair short again gave yeah. me a little bit of pause. Yeah, yeah. But I still oh, liked I see her short hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because she grew it out. That was always my favorite stage it. of her hair watching the show was the whiskey wispy stage i love that so i was so glad she went back to it but I, I liked how she felt safe enough with ezekiel to let it grow up but then you know someone her age they don't always they excuse can't. me <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> someone her age doesn't always like to have that very long raggedy hair they like yeah. to ha- keep it short so i think melissa probably was like let's because she's at that age let's just cut her hair short and just have that nice short silver hair which looks really nice and you also have to think about the last time she actually had it that length too. And I, my vivid memory is reminding myself of her at a crossroads with the saviors coming up on her, telling them, begging them, just turn, just turn away. She has the, the rosary beads in her hand. She's hiding the gun in the sleeve of her pocket. And just, she's in this state where she's tired of killing people. And now she's in the state of helping so many people behind the scenes, kind of like Lance Hornsby, She's like the uh, Secret Service or the, uh, the, she's the deep state. She's essentially the deep state of all these communities trying to make shit happen for them. She'll be literally like Lance Hornsby doing something that Pamela, Ezekiel, what doesn't know. Yeah, but <laughs> in, in like the best way possible. She's facilitating. I know, I, feel, I know, but I feel like she'll be like, oh, well, now that they know they can trust me with this job. It's like, okay, I trust you enough. We're going to do this thing and don't let Ezekiel know about it. In other words, to wrap that up in a... No, no, and you're right. And I think you're right. It's literally the best version of herself. It's taking everything she ever was on this show. Minus probably, I'm hoping, uh, but for her own sake, uh, a lot of the killing, indiscriminate killing, like Karen and David and all this stuff. I It could be the best version of herself. Probably making cookies, uh, making people feel good instead of threatening to kill their lives. Like, uh, <laughs> At least she doesn't have a child that could potentially die in two seconds. Oh, well, that kind of brings me back to... <laughs> she's taking care of her, <laughs> Judith and RJ, isn't she? Well, yeah, but it's, she is, though. But she, yeah. I know she is, she is I hope, but I she, she also has help. <laughs> Can I just say... 
She has help, though. My one yeah. hope was for the kids to not, under any circumstances, <laughs> live end under up Carol. With Carol. Sorry. Okay. But it's not just Carol this Poor time. Carol. She'll, like, have help from everybody. So yeah. this time, they'll be safe. Because if they killed, if they hurt Judith or RJ, people are going to be, like, rioting AMC Studios. Not to pivot too wildly, but, uh, okay, of course, Rosita saves Coco in the the orphanage. But she they also save another kid whom it appears that Father Gabriel is taking care of. So I'm actually curious. Was there any mention of who that was? I thought that well, was someone Coco. Said something about no, it. that oh, was Coco. Was there, there were two kids someone, no, that were saved. There were two. I no, think there were three kids, There were three. There were three Oh, okay, kids. two, three. Thanks for clearing someone that. Someone said something about one being kid. Jerry's kid. Yeah. But then, where's well, Adam? Oh. Adam is with Maggie at the end. We'll get to Adam in a second. But let's sort this thing out. Okay, wait. So there were three kids that were saved. One of them is definitely with Gabriel, right? Yes. Um, no, I thought okay. Coco was, was the Gabriel. That was Coco. That's Coco. No, 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 no. Coco is a little older now. And uh, she was with um, uh, Eugene. No, you're right. It might be Coco. You're right. You're right. Yeah. because Rosie was with Max yes. and Eugene. That's right. His own yeah. child was Which, with Which, if Rachel was on the show, uh, Coco, it, uh, Gabriel is Coco's father. Thank you very much and good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's yeah. end the show here. Well, I mean, adoption is real. Yeah. Not according to Rachel. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Adoptive parents are not any less parents. Just saying. Exactly. Gabe said we're going to get our daughter back. That's his daughter. If, but sister. if Rachel were here, she'd say, what? you mean the community's daughter? I get what she's yeah. saying, but. No, you don't. I'm kidding. She's not Damn, here to defend herself. Stop it. She's not here to defend herself. Charmed is an awful stop show. It. Let's keep going. <laughs> Dave, you're just trying to start fights all night. Fake fights. Yeah, so I assume that was Coco. And then, yeah, that makes sense if it was Jerry and Nabila's yeah, baby. That's what I've heard then who was saying. the third baby? Man, I don't know. Body it wasn't double. Adam? I thought no. maybe it would have no been. Was so, so I wanted to address. Older. So I wanted to <laughs> me- mention Adam. Adam's shows up. At the hilltop, Maggie, Maggie is sitting right? by the yeah. graves with Herschel to the left and Adam, and Adam. in the bottom right. Aww. So if you notice, yes, he's an older Adam, obviously okay. a year later or two years later, basically, because okay. Founders Day is one year uh, mm. and then you have another year after the end of the Commonwealth, Commonwealth arc. And well, he is playing there. He's like a three-year-old child in front of the graves. So Maggie has two children now. That's right. Well, I wonder then if the other random baby would have gone to like Aaron. Again. <laughs> Aaron and Gabriel are now a thing. Well, That's I mean, exactly what it is. You know, Aaron has Gracie and he he liked having Gracie and he raised her by himself. Like, why wouldn't he? He still has her, though. Why wouldn't he have you another know, kid? I, f- I feel like there's a this conversation could go somewhere, but it's not. So let's actually... <laughs> It's not. One of the names on the plot, uh, on the memorial fountain was Marissa mm. something or other. Was it? I thought, I thought it was Melissa. Marissa. Marissa Burrow. Who is that? I am dumb. Do we know who that is? No. I think it was okay. one of the people that we it's saw Jules get eaten name. in the hospital. Remember, it was two. There were random yeah. people uh, in the hospital. Three, at least three, <laughs> yeah. People that just got yeah. eaten when the walkers came in. It was Jules's real name because they certainly didn't mention her at the dinner. But her, well, she, her name, her name was, was on the, the fountain. Her Jules Butler was on the fountain. <laughs> or, Ju- uh, or Julie. Julie but Butler. Yeah. Julie? I, did, I was like, no, was what Jules. a diss to Jules. <laughs> yeah. No, Jules Butler was on the fountain with Luke Abrams. To Luke. And no one else. To <laughs> Luke. I was, I was kind of, it, it was kind of iffy about they that, They literally right? took, like, Brett, 
because they it's like the two last names are from two actors on the show like brett butler who played um yeah the girl who got her head on the i don't remember her tammy tammy yeah i miss her steely and then the other one was austin abrams who played ron which you know hashtag con carl and ron forever but Mm. now they're both in heaven (laughs) what did you just carl and ron (laughs) no (laughs) who hated each other (laughs) to the point where ron shot his eye Hey, no, I'm Mitchell. You know what? Respect. <laughs> Hashtag respect. Thank you, Mitchell. I've had this thing. That since wasn't watching. a bullet, my friend. That wasn't a bullet. <laughs> that was because uh, the way they kept looking at each other throughout their conversation. That was the initial and the way they f- and the way they fought each other. It was a homoerotic. Like, I guess. A and then he got yeah. so close to Carl. Sometimes I'm like, oh, they're just gonna kiss. The only, the only reason, the, he only shot Carl in the eyes because he was going to shoot it at Rick and then Michonne stabbed him, so he kind of just had the gun and just shot the gun. I mean, so touche. Carl lost his eye, technically. Touche. Gonna... <laughs> touche. I thought this was going. Probably not the first time he misfired. <laughs> Maybe, but because Michonne stabbed him, his, he was like, oh, and just shot it, kind of like, oh. Oh boy! So, oh, you sweet I've had this thing baby. for like a year and a half now. Since like you the know pandemic. what? Every now and again, I keep bringing up my ship desire for Aaron and Daryl. Okay, and so that's all I'm going to say. That's so it. Hashtag hashtag. Con I don't disagree. Peacefully together. Thank you. I think Thank you. Daryl is pansexual. Okay. I mean, like we thought asexual, but I guess he can get it on with Carol, uh, Aaron. He can still be- and Donnie he could, and he could uh, still Connie. Be ace, he could still be asexual with, but and that he could still be dating Aaron. He those, just doesn't want to have sex kind of thing. He wants well, a then relationship. They, then he would be asexual. Yeah, yeah just completely. He doesn't want to have sex, but if he's aromantic, he doesn't want to have a relationship. I mean, that's really how the ex- asexual relationships are. They're just emotional, intellectual relationships, essentially. So that's pretty just much what no him sex. and Connie already had. Is this where this conversation was going, Dave? What did you What did you bring up originally? <laughs> it was the Ron Carl thing, and it just made me think of Daryl and Aaron, and then, then we went to and Jesus and Aaron apparently were never a thing. So there we you go. Guys obviously, don't know me well enough to not know this Carl and Ron thing. Clearly <laughs> it's not. True. It's true. <laughs> and I get it. But like, oh my, what was I going to say? I don't even fucking know. Not nobody knows what we were all saying. Actually, <laughs> what happened? Uh, oh. Okay, so Eugene was like, oh, I'm like 45 and haven't, and like I'm a virgin. So he's no longer the 45 year old virgin now with Rosie being born. To receive him. Well, he kind of had, anyway. He never had sex with Shira. Adam Adam says, uh, Adam Adam also says in the chat, Lee is the only one to receive Daryl that, (laughs) to receive (laughs) Daryl that that was known of. Which, that kind of, you know, theory confirmed, right? So that he does have sex. That worked out for her. (laughs) Or, or him, or Maggie, almost. I'm still salty about the fact that he was like, eh, sorry, I, I got Glenn killed forever ago, so I can never have feelings again. I still was holding out hope that I he killed was gonna her. Yeah, I killed her. Ugh. So Carol kills kids, and Daryl's semen makes bad, evil people, essentially. <laughs> makes bad Dean is supposed to be a thing. He has the evil seed in him. He can never have sex with it. That's okay, why Connie and he haven't had sex. I'm talking about what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Just and Carol, you guys. Carol this would really kill another track. couple. Anyway, it's just got off track. Okay, so no shit. anyway, um, <laughs> you know, we're talking about like different parallels. I got a couple, so I'm just okay, going to keep about going. That. Okay, you're right. We so, did sidetrack. My bad. Or Mitchell's bad. One, Judith was in and out of consciousness at the be- very beginning of the episode, much like Rick was. Right. And then we got the gurney thing. And then we got the walker with the rock mimicking right, which- the. 
it was episode two of season one, Guts, in which the the walker has the rock and breaks through the department store window. I was saying on the note of, of variance, though, the mechanics of the walkers in this episode denotes that there were so, so, so many variants. They get into the orphanage and Rosita goes into the room where Coco is staying. Grabs her arm. The variant grabs her arm. Yeah. It's just free. It's it's everywhere. But that I thought that one was the most notable too. It, aside from the obvious one with the rock and the hospital window. But yes. Not only did he grab her arm, but I swear in my mind, he was hiding behind the door waiting for somebody to come in. It was like he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'll He's accept a real it. weirdo, yeah. that guy. Yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> um the only other thing that i had to mention was that so jerry and elijah come in you know before they close the gate and we all saw it on the screen we're all screaming in our seats is that jerry is that that jerry is that jerry they could have killed him though but there's that moment that jerry's talking to ezekiel i'm just gonna ignore it (laughs) (laughs) are you though jerry's talking to ezekiel and and he's just like where's nabila and they're like She's safe. And then he's like, we got to go back out there. There's so many people that need help. It didn't take until the second watch through that Uh. I was like, oh my God, how many people did they watch die right in front of their eyes and were unable to do anything? There's a bit of a clue. There was a commotion when they're at the safe house. Finally, they look out the window and they see an actual dude. This is not a walker. This is a person at the top of the wall and they shoot the person. And Merce is like, this is getting out of hand. People are dying. So it, it gives you the tiniest of clues and Jerry fills in the blanks that there are probably still a bunch of people no, out there. No, dude, which... dude, 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 dude. That is not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about they're in a horde that is actively right. eating people right. Yeah. Right, and they right, have right. to be in it. So what you're saying is that when they blew up the estates, they blew up a bunch of people too, but they probably no, were bit. No, 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 no. Dave, 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 Dave. As they're in the horde and they're heading through the Commonwealth, People are being pulled down by this horde and they can't do anything to help them. They just have to keep going. It's like PTSD. Like they're, they make it. And instead of Jerry being like, oh my God, I'm so glad that's over. He's like, we got to get back out there because I just saw a bunch of people get killed actively, not here at the gate, but as I was in this tornado of like a- (laughs) This walker-nado, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This walker-nami. Yeah, that's what I would, that was what I was talking about. I mean, all of the other things are things too, but- so but they allude also to that in another scene as they get to the safe house. I don't know if this is Trooper Rose or something. I know they get there and then they hear screams in the distance. That's like literally um, a it's lady. Before, it's before they go. It's Aaron and Ezekiel and they're packing up the, the convoy and they're going to leave. At the hospital? Yeah. Or? And they're going to leave okay. to go find Tommy in the safe house. And right. they hear a woman scream and Aaron's like, we got to do more. And Ezekiel's like, we will. But right. first we have to get Judith. And that's like another indicator of the chaos that's... I I like that. I just just felt like they're so actively in it. No one else has gone through that. Being in a horde for that long. Right. And seeing it run into a civilization. No one else has experienced that the way that Elijah and Jerry would have. And Luke and and Jules, actually, too. Oh, Jules and Luke, too. Aaron, partially. Lydia. Yeah. Yeah. Why not partially? Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were in it, too. I want to add on the um, parallels that Bridget was talking about. One of the ones that stood out to me was at the end when, like, Carol is crying with her final scene with Daryl, and she says, you're my best friend. Which, in 1001, he's mm-hmm. like, you're my best friend. And she's like, what, you yeah, have a friendship yeah, like, bracelet? Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of funny to parallel their story um, from then to now. 
Yeah. I thought she was going to call him gay in that scene, too. Like, oh, what are you, gay? 1001? That would have been hilarious. It would have been hilarious, actually. What? I would have been like, join the team. We'll gladly accept you. You have to, you know, shower every day, though. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and, like, and, and also, on top of it's being happening. gay, stop being a pussy. <laughs> Because that's where she was at, you know? It's anyway. happening again. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry about that. I, I hate to say this. derailing into fanfic. Like, oh I, ha- I hate to say this, guys, but I do I do actually have... Me, I'm leaving you the box. The series finale, and I get to finally leave the box. Oh. We should cut the bring this to a close finally. Uh, I hate to say it. We should leave off on a note. And uh, what I'd like to do, if that's okay with all of you, I'd like to read basically the bits between Rick and Michonne. Because it's really all one statement. I think of the dead all the time and about the living who I lost. I tried to get you and your brother again and again. It's too far for the radio now. I know that. But I still got you and you got me. We're connected. We're still connected. I think about them all every day to everybody we've ever loved. Their faces, what I learned from them, how they made me who I am. So much more than all this made me who I am. We'll always be together even when apart. We, together, are the strongest thing. We're love and love is endless. So we, those gone, all of our lives, those away, they come in one life. We are endless. We're together, pieces of a whole that just keep going for what we gave each other. One unstoppable life. You showed me that. You gave me that. I know you're back there. Your brother is back there. Just as sure as I know he's out there somewhere. Not just as a part of us. He's alive out there. I will find him because I know he's trying to find us. Remember what I said. It's what he said. Hold it to your heart. It's true forever. We're the ones who live. And then Judith and RJ say at the end, we get to start over. We're the ones who live. Oh, and then it, thra- it flashes through all those scenes. Oh, during the whole thing, it's just the memories. And Getting like, bored oh. in there, too. That was great. Yeah. At least they remember all who they've lost and who they left behind. It really dovetails nicely to Sasha Williams uh, in 905 with Rick's vision of her among all the bodies. Mm. Another redux, like... Well, we're saying the same thing again, but we're telling it from a different perspective. That it's the people we lose and the people who survive that carry everybody we've ever met and learned from along the way. Just like, fuck you. Just like I do with you guys. So, (laughs) I'll try not to. Yeah, we're the ones who live. I haven't cried at all. I have not cried (laughs) in this series finale. Just now, it just hit me a little bit. We should get that tattoo. We're the ones who live. We are the ones who live because we're live right now. Yeah, and and we're about to end it. So with that, everybody, if you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. Five stars and eggplant is all we need to know that you love us. But tell us what you liked. Tell us what what you didn't like, like all the shipping. (laughs) Tell us what we missed. But remember to tell us after every episode. And if you really like what we're doing and you want to show up on these episodes, uh, join the Survivors tier or... Join the Whispers tier if you're strapped for cash and you still want some perks, like 50% off in the merch store, or the ability to join us in our Jackbox Games live streams, which we will probably be having a lot of uh, in the next several weeks. But start yourself off, and this is the only thing we ask you to do, follow us at patreon.com slash squawkingdead and ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. When you do, you'll have the ability to see our schedules because we don't post them on social media. You'll have the ability to know when our unedited episode recordings drop, not like this one, because this one was live, but in the future. And you'll get them early before they get edited down for popular consumption. With that, everybody, I've been your host, David Cameo, the Rick Grimes of this podcast. And I was joined by <laughs> Cosmo Zero and I, Rachel Burt, who left to do her thing at uh, Cat's Meow. 
and Sharon D. A. K. Blazy Gardner. Bridget! KO-FI.com slash Punky Brewster. Whispers to your members, Jasmine.iac. KO-FI.com slash Aiden Atkin. Aiden Atkin, that's in the top of my screen. And we got Whispers to your member, Mitchell. I found them Rick G on Twitter. And Takira. NewBB420 on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram at Tashiyama <laughs> on uh, Twitter. And... Uh, wait, there was one more. Molly, who is uh, agent, agent, of, agent of trauma. Agent of trauma on Twitter. Wait, did am I missing anybody? Because this is quite Tyler. the show. Tyler. Tyler, yes. And whispers here. Remember Tyler Philip Cox everywhere. Remember to catch his channel. His I, the last episode I saw him on so far is he did a really great in- interview with uh, the guy who played Alvaro on The Walking Dead. And it was fantastic. It was right around the time where Hawkeye came out on Disney Plus, was it? Terrific interview. What is, what is his name? Uh, his real name? Carlos Navarro. Carlos Navarro. Great interview. I think he did fantastic. I listened to it on the way down on my last trip to uh, Sonoy, or my the one beforehand. It was incredible. It was a great job. And he was on here for a little while. What? Anyway, <laughs> take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the live stream if you were here live. And if you're not and watching the replay, I still love you. Remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, uh, and do all those things. And thank you for joining us on this journey, talking about The Walking Dead. I can't wait to see what comes. And again, remember, we're the ones who live. We ain't The Walking Dead. Sorry. We're more than just that. We're everything and everyone and all the lessons that we've learned that we carry with us wherever we go. Take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Say bye, bye. everybody. Bye. bye. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart that you took the time to listen to this episode. If you could believe it, the live stream recording was basically two hours and 47 minutes condensed in this audio podcast. Thank God. (laughs) Only two hours and six minutes, which again, is still a little long, but considering how many voices that we had, how many people contributing to the content of this episode, and how fun it was to actually record, despite some of the frustrations throughout, we were able to to deliver, I hope, something that was worth listening to. And if it was, thank you again. And if you really love it, share it with your friends. (laughs) We could use all the help that we can get, obviously. And if you don't think so, well, I have some numbers to show you. But speaking of people who really, really love what we do, as we always do at the end of these episodes, we like to thank both our Survivors and Whispers tier members, some of whom actually showed up for this episode to talk about this episode, some of whom showed up and bought their memberships during the live stream and then showed up in the middle of it. Let's start with our Survivors tier members without whom these episodes would not be possible. They have earned the right to break down these episodes alongside us. And they are Linda Peck Athens. You can get to her at ko-fi.com slash fanartlindy. Eliza Jones. You can get to her at elizajones71 on Instagram and jonesaj6 on Twitter. And let's not forget, because he won't let us, at RealRyanGM on Twitter. And on to our numerous whispers tears as, as a result of this episode, actually. Let's start with at judith.morton on Instagram. Aiden Atkin, who's on this episode. KO-FI.com slash Aiden Atkin at Tyler Philip Cox, who also showed up on this episode. You can get to him everywhere, as well as I mentioned in this episode, his YouTube channel. You should check it out. Let's talk about the dead. There's Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook at J13Voorhees on all the socials. MRTNYVet on Twitter. Jasmine, who showed up for this episode for a little while at Jasmine.IAC on Instagram. Mitchell, I found them Rick G on Twitter, who showed up for this episode. Of course, Takira, she's Tasha. 
Ishiyama on Twitter and NewBaby420 on Instagram, Agent of Trauma on Twitter, and I think Instagram as well. Molly, who also showed up for this episode. I'm so proud and happy that people cared enough to show up, to lend us their thoughts, to have some fun with us for this very last episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you really, really appreciate what we have going on, the only thing we ask, and I'll say it again, I'm not too proud to beg, hit up our Patreon and Ko-fi pages at patreon.com slash squawkingdead and ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. The only thing that we ask is that you follow us. It costs nothing. It's the only way to get the schedules for our upcoming recordings as well as interviews. We just interviewed Josh Michael, who played Jared on The Walking Dead, shortly after our live stream, a couple days after. And we had a really, really good time. The unedited episode recording is already up on both Patreon and Ko-fi. You can get that now if you want. It has not been released yet. Part of the fun in actually getting the unedited episodes, not really the unedited part, as much as the early access part, to all the gaffes and things that we edit out, to all the little fun behind the scenes stuff that you don't see in the final product. <laughs> and again, I thank you so much for taking the time out to listen. We love you, and we hope you come back now, you hear? Much, much more to come from us. We're the ones who live. <laughs>